Welcome to the Pure Motivation Hardcore Renos Podcast. We are going to give you the best and most exciting podcast episode. Remember, guys, when it comes to health and fitness, attitude is everything. So we're going to give you some motivation, education, and inspiration <laughs> to live life like a badass rock star. How's that? <laughs> That works for me, man. That's right. that's that's a track right there. Let's do it. Dimitri, thank you so much for, for inviting me into your, your dwelling here, man. Thanks, bro. The gym, the location. This is uh, Everybody that knows me knows about the podcast, knows that this is a podcast right. I've been wanting to do since number one. Really? And it's taking me all the way to number 176 to finally get a show about you and what you do for a living and what you do for other people nice so this is going to be a big show and i want you you know that i got a, thousands of tradespeople listening from all over the world most of them are in north american and in the u.s these kids i call them kids they're actually doing things wrong on the job site and they're hurting themselves so guys this is a show that's going to be about dimitri educating us on what we should do regarding our bodies how we should eat how should we should exercise how we should prepare avoid injuries on the job site, off the job site, and basically live a much healthier lifestyle. By the time we're done this podcast, I guarantee you more than half of your listeners are going to stop and say, listen, do I want to invest time, effort, money, sweat equity into my body? Or do I want to let myself go and then 10, 15 years from now, turn around and say, oh my God, my knees are hurting, my back's hurting, but I got a really fancy car, really big home, a lot of money in the bank, but I feel like shit. Oops, sorry if I said that. Hey, it's the guest is always the one that's in command here. If you guys yeah. start to swear, then you guys start to swear. That's Love all it is. There's Love no it. censorship here, man. You got it. This is real life. So uh, let's get the creds out of the way, Dimitri. I want right, to get man. everything out of the way first of all. You got to tell me how to pronounce your last name, man. Giancoulas. Giancoulas. Dimitri. Yeah. The company is called Pure Motivation Fitness. You got You're it. the founder. You've been in business for 15 years. 15 years. That's a long it. time, man. Mm -hmm. Website is www.puremotivationfitness.com. Yep. Email is Dimitri. I guess for all you guys who are not European. That's right. <laughs> D-I-M-I-T-R-I. got it. At puremotivationfitness.com. And then on Instagram, you're pure yep. underscore motivation underscore fitness. But you also have your personal one, which is Dimitri Giancoulas. Yeah. The reason why we got two is because... Uh, I've been wanting for a decade to come up with an app, a motivational, educational, mobile app that can help people internationally, around the world, and I can share my knowledge, not just with people in Vaughn. You want to expand it, man. Yeah, I want, I want to help people around the area. I don't just want to say that I opened up a gym and I'm helping people in Vaughn. I want to help someone in the States, in yeah. Brazil, wherever yeah. they are. I love it. It's the same thing with this show. So one more little thing. Your YouTube channel is Pure Motivation Fitness. If you do a search on YouTube, you'll find Pure yeah, Motivation we Fitness. Yeah, love. That's it, man. So everyone, check them out. Check out everything because you're like every day you're pumping people up, man. Every Daily. day you're inspiring them, you're motivating them, you're getting them. I know we're eventually going to talk about Jeff at some point during this podcast, GL oh, yeah. Plumbing there, yeah. how he had a huge transformation and you had something to do with that. Big time. And it had nothing to do with surgery. No, no <laughs> nothing to way. do. The, the real way. way. Dimitri, over to you, bro. So I'll give you a little bit of background about me. I came from a dysfunctional family. And I'm not going to bring that up first because I want people to feel sorry for me. But I want people to understand that I'm 43 now. You don't, you don't look 43 to begin with. I'm Thanks, sorry, bro. man. You don't. I, I, my metabolic age is like 29. <laughs> when people are going to look at their life, they're going to look at their accomplishments. They're going to look at what they're proud of and happy about. 
they usually tend to focus on material things. To me, growing up without a father, my mom's a single mom, me and my brother scrap like crazy. I knew from a young age that things were going to be rough. At 10, my mom said to me, listen, this is the situation with our family. This is what you're going to go through. We're going to live a little bit harder. You're going to have duties, chores. She had us like Sergeant Slaughter on the board, chores, this, that, dishes. And I realized at a young age that I got to pick up my slack and, and do something about it. So to me, and I got a meeting where I'm calling with this, but to me, fitness was my escape. To me, sports was my escape. I didn't have a father figure. I didn't have the perfect family. So as my mom got busier working, poor lady, she was working during the day. At night, she was going to school. A lot of times in the summer, we were left alone, didn't have babysitters. So in the area we grew up with, Ontario housing, you know, sports and fitness and competition was the only thing we had. Today, I see my kids and, you know, kids can't go out. They can't play COVID-19. Back, you know, back in the days, it was you're outside, you're playing sports, you're being competitive. So after growing up and having that competitive background, I got into swimming. I got into, uh, when I went to high school, it really expanded. And because I lived in Vaughan and I didn't have the, I lived across the street from Steele's where I was supposed to have a boundary to go to Woodbridge because I, I was living in Woodbridge at the time. They said, sorry, you're across the street. You got to go to Toronto. So I left from where I was to Woodbridge, met a bunch of friends, left there, had to go to Weston Collegiate and went to this high school. I went through a period of, of like a, a challenging period where as an adolescent male, the only way for me to find that, that comfort was through sports and competition. So come grade nine, grade 10, I'm winning these medals, rookie of the year. I'm like, damn it, I can't gain weight. Like, what the hell's going on here? My wrestling coach, Mr. Williams, goes to me one day, you got to stop complaining. You're always wanting to get big and just do well and win. And I'm like, listen, I weigh 140 pounds. I want to gain weight. He goes, go get Arnold's Encyclopedia and read chapter, I think it was like 13, on something about body types. I'm like, okay, whatever. I get the, the, the book, I go through it. And as soon as I read the chapter, I'm like, holy shit, this is like unbelievable. Talked about three body types, ectomorph, mesomorph, endomorph. There's different hormonal structures, body composition, um, their skeleton, their ability to metabolize food. At 14, 15, I'm thinking, wow, man, this is crazy. So I scaled back on the wrestling and the sports that had so much conditioning, was hitting the gym, eating like a champ, and then I started noticing, wow, I'm gaining weight. I'm not gonna be eating for a different body type. I started eating for my body type, an ectomorphic body type. And then when I started seeing it work, I'm like, wow, this is great. You know what? I gotta build on this. So when I was 18, I was working at an amazing uh, studio called Bodies by Design. My first mentor, Chris Simpson, he taught me the work around fitness, bodybuilding, nutrition, and he inspired me to compete. My first show when I was 21. So I'm like, perfect. I'm going to do this. I did it. Trophies right there, baby. Boom. First place. <laughs> there you um, go, man. I dyed my hair blonde. See that picture there? Yeah. There's my before, the skinny kid. <laughs> and there's like, you know, 35 You packed pounds. on some weight, man. Packed on weight naturally. And then I said to myself, man, I really want to do this for a living. 
I want to help people. I want to, you know, build a studio like this. I left there, went downtown, worked at Premier Fitness, horrible, horrible company. For any of you guys that are, you know, in your 40s, you'll know John Cardillo, the old owner. Horrible company. I learned how the nasty corporate side of the gym industry was, overcharging people. The stories that people always heard, pre-sales, to take your money, they closed down. And then I was recruited by Bally Total Fitness, which was like night and day. I went in there and I just, I had enough. I've been training clients. I competed and I'm like, like, if you guys want me to come in here, I want a management role. And they're like, you know what? We can give you a personal training role in Bay and Bloor, the biggest location. And I'm like, no, I want to be a manager. I was a manager at Premier. I broke records. It went from 19th to third place in 90 days. They're like, let's see what you can do. So I go, okay, what's the record in personal training sales you guys have here by coach? They go 20,000 in a month. Boom. I said, no worries. There's my trophy right there. I said, I'm going to I'm gonna break that record. What are you talking about, 20,000? 20, 20, sales as a personal trainer. We, oh, wow. Yeah, and back in those 90 days. 90 days. Yeah, man. This is, wow, that's sorry. insane, man. This is uh, 2003, okay? So Which a, was a cutthroat time in time. the fitness industry. Big time. So I said, I got to prove to people that I'm not just a basic coach. And nothing's wrong being a coach. But I wanted to grow, and I was only 21. So I'm like, listen, if I break the record, can you guys give me a management position? They said, sure. Destroyed the record, beat the record, got a little trophy. Right away, they gave me a management position, and they gave me the Bally Total Fitness location at Dufferin and Finch, the Millennial Club, the biggest club they had. Went for the interviews, crushed it, got the job. And I'm not saying this because I'm trying to boast, but I'm trying to say to you that hardships build character, discipline. And I think everything that I've gone through in the past helped me get to that stage. So then I got the position. I learned how to run a club, how to run a corporate club, hired 35 trainers. It was running really well. I was at the top of my game. I was in there for four years. And then I was slowly becoming a robot for the American owners, and they were just pushing me. Close, close, close. Sell, sell, sell. I slowly lost my passion for doing it for the people. That, that picture right there says, coaches change lives. Yeah, and that's yeah. my motto, man, because that's what we do. So I started noticing that, you know, as motivated as I was, I was becoming a monster because all I cared about was got to hit my quota. I live 30 days at a time. And when you're a salesperson, anyone's an entrepreneur, you know that you live 30 days at a time. So they had a big elite performance contest. It was about, I think, 420 locations, North America wide. We won that location at our club. Again, trophies in the back to prove it. And then I started realizing that all I cared about was beating the number, beating the number, because they were using me to help out clubs that weren't performing well. So can you put on 20,000 more? Can you add 15,000 more? I'm like, okay. And then I realized- So my, they're feeding you back into the corporate machine. Yeah, man. So and you, you see it. You see this happening. And I, I left from one machine and I was becoming another one. So I started seeing my team, like they weren't responding. I hated the fact that it was always about sales and that wasn't me. So I asked one of my clients, Joe Bensadun, if you're listening, what's up, buddy? I always believe in having mentors and I always believe in asking people for advice who are at levels above you. And he said to me, you know what, buddy? Resign. Resign. If you don't feel Take like that you, big step and just... Yeah, bro. 
Francesca, my wife, was pregnant with my daughter. Oh, wow. And I'm like, really, bro? I'm making, you know, great money. I was 24, 24, yeah, 25. And I'm like, do I resign now? Life is just beginning. Yeah, it was great. I was the, I was the PT director for so many other clubs. And then I said, I hate waking up and going to work, doing something that I don't believe in. Because my body type approach and the way we sell training, explain to people, I believe in giving an hour and a half of service first. I'm going to give you service. If you want to think about it, go home, think about it, come back. I'll give you another half an hour. If you're not happy, no worries. You know why? Because if you leave here and you got a great service, you don't have the money to buy training, you'll refer me somebody. You'll yep. tell somebody about some. Yeah. So I quit. I left on a high note, put my resignation notice in, and uh, I started Pure Motivation Fitness in So you quit training. to start on your own. Yeah, bro. That's a big step, man, when you already secure... Big time. Huge lessons in life happening. Huge bonuses. Everything. I could have taken any position. They asked me, do you want to manage? Do you want to teach? Do you want to recruit? And I just said, listen, I, I'm, I'm pushing so much and I'm losing my team. My team doesn't value me. All they see me as a sales machine. I'm just competitive by nature. I don't want people thinking that I'm a, a sales you know, hustler, but... As a fitness coach and as someone who's doing well, you, you want to make sure that you're giving everybody the, as much as you can. So when I left, got my Honda Accord, slapped the sticker on the back, pure <laughs> in-home training. Hatchback sedan. Hatch, it was a two-door. Two-door. Tinted windows, <laughs> carrying my stability ball in the oh. rain, luggage. <laughs> Hated that. Did that for three, four years. Built up the courage. Went to the bank and said, listen, I need money came to the plaza put in a business plan were they receptive at that time they didn't 2008 when the recession was kicking uh, in so they were so probably hard luckily i got that that loan in okay. my credit was great my business plan was great and then the plaza here said you know what let's go let's try it out so i took on a debt of like 400 grand but i was so proud and happy to do this and i said to myself if i've came from where i've come alone and my mom was able to raise two men by herself Come on, buddy, you can do this. Yes. Was it those mornings when you were waking up and getting on the edge of the bed and looking at yourself going, I'm not interested in going into the corporate world that pushed you to go on your own? Yeah. Every I, morning that you woke up and... It was it was going to work and doing something in a manner that I didn't like. So if I told you, you got to do Renos and you got to follow this protocol and you're like, but hold on a second, oh, I could I do know. a little different. I could do a better job. Just give me a half an hour more. And they're like, no, you got to do it this way. You got to pump out a lot more work. You're like, forget it. And then I said, you know what? I got a great program. I got a great philosophy. I've competed. I'm ready to do this. Now, yes, it was scary. We built this club. It was in an area that wasn't, that wasn't populated. My landlords lied to me. We're going to give you a doctor's office, chiropractic. Anchor tenant, Dominion closed down. Then Metro closed down. And I'm, you know, I'm in a 7,500 square foot place. No help, no nothing. But you know what? To anyone listening right now, whether it's business, fitness, family, relationships, confidence, as long as you write down your goals and you, you look at them in the morning, you look at them at night, there's something magical about what happens while you sleep, man. And then when you wake up, I was laser focused on just got to achieve these goals, small wins every day. And then from two trainers, we got three trainers. And I remember meeting in my mother-in-law's basement, bro. I hated it. <laughs> and I'm like, you left Bally's, which was a big corporation, to do meetings in your basement. 
But my wife said, stick with it. It's going to grow. And then here we are, 15 years later, man. At what point, how many years into it, at what point did you realize we were, we're starting to make a dent? We're, we're actually leading now instead of following. I would say um, year two of this location. Year one was just losses, just eat of losses course. and try to stay afloat. Year two, people were just coming. And I'm not a big guy. of. I, I was putting marketing out and flyers and all. But when you give an amazing service, like a restaurant, you do a, you do a home job. You do an amazing job. People love it. The first thing they want to do is they want to refer you somebody. Yep. They want to give you back the satisfaction. And I was big on saying, hey, if you can help us out, let us know. I think people saw the genuineness of the fact that we truly love what we do. Our staff is good. It's a totally different model. It's body type training. I don't know anyone in Toronto that's doing it. And when you can give kick-ass results like we do... Specifically, what is body type training? What is that? So body type training or the philosophy of using somatotyping is using the philosophy by Dr. William H. Sheldon. In the 1940s, this guy was a psychologist. And he tried to rationalize or put together a theory that based on body composition, based on psychology, habits, uh, metabolism, that there's three unique body types and each one worked a certain way. Now, the only thing that didn't work well with him was for the ectomorphic body type, like I'm an ectomorph, just think of skinny, medium muscular, and then overweight, heavy bone set. He said that the skinny guys got long limbs, small wrists, they can't put on weight, they're great for endurance sports, and they are very irritable, they're very always in a rush, they are insecure with personality type. I think that was the thing that didn't catch the society back in those days, and they're like, listen, you can't really categorize people. Someone can be tall and skinny who's extroverted, and then another guy's introverted. So because of that, I guess that conclusion or that thesis that he couldn't come up with, he kind of got shut down. Athletes, bodybuilders, physique competitors, they know it's 100% legit. Genetics don't lie. They contested. They contested society at that uh, time. 100%. And they showed. They yeah. showed people. And I guess you could probably think it's 70s. Yep. Starting with Arnold and everybody in that whole area that started pushing because you could clearly see the three different body types there. Yep. But you can see what they were doing. I mean, I specifically love that he was always talking about sculpting. Yep. You know, he was, it was like modeling, like clay. He was, it is. That's it, what it, it really was. is clay. And you got to, what I love about this, and I'm 43, when I'm 93, I'm going to be just as passionate because you can't change someone's skeleton, bro. Like, I'm looking at you right now. You're mesomorphic. I can tell right off the bat. Yeah. Small wrists, massive shoulders, thick, dense body. You probably can gain weight and lose weight yep. easily. Like I breathe. That's just go. how it is, right? I already had 4,000 calories. I had probably four <laughs> cups of rice. I had lasagna for breakfast. I still can't gain weight. I said to myself, bro, you're going to live and die by this. And whether people love you or hate you, this is your thing. And I think when I started the program... Thank God for the downtown Jewish Orthodox community. Because when I left Bally's, I had a few clients. The Greenberg family was one of them. And from one client, referral, referral, referral. And I'm a Greek dude. This is a very tight culture. That's a community. big thing to get referrals from that yeah, community. Yeah, and they're a Like to me, the fact of how close they are, tight they are, successful they are, how religious they are, right? So I just did my job, and they just kept referring me, referring me. Then I had another coach and a female coach. 
And if it wasn't for that community, I wouldn't be here, bro. Because they helped me build up a clientele of people who were busy, who wanted to be healthy, who wanted to get their kids involved. What I loved is they, they understand that health is an investment. Yeah. It's like an expense. You can have a great car and a big-ass home, and you, your gut's so big, and you're going to have heart attacks soon, but they understand the difference. That built up my ability to have a business rolling. When I went to the banks and asked for loans, they said, what do you have? Here's my numbers. No problem. And from that day on, I just say, you know what? Body type training is the way that I'm going to go. And because of the fact that I want to leave an impression and a legacy on people. So when I die, people remember a little bit about me. And now when we deal with clients that bring their kids here or their spouses, if you try to teach someone, if I try to teach you fitness by based on drop your calories, train more, do your cardio, that's one thing. But if I explain to you based on a mesomorphic body type, when you're out with your buddies playing poker or at a wedding, you're going to stop and say, okay, dude, my metabolism is in the middle. If I start smashing beers right now and some grappa, and I'm going to be having, you know, <laughs> the, the cannellonis. Dimitri said I'm a mesomorph. I'm going to cut that out. Vodka soda. Go tomorrow. If you do that for a few days, boom, the results are there. You'll notice the difference. And it's customized. Fitness needs to be tailored. And ever since then, that's what we specialize in now. And now my goal is to try to help people internationally because it's great to help people in your community. And we do a lot of that. But I meet people in the plane when I fly. I talk to people from other countries. And they're like, man, I wish I lived in Toronto. I'd come to your gym. I wish I had an online program. So now i got a mobile app. It's got... So that's what you're working yeah, on. Yeah, recipes, programs, over 500 demo videos made. So it's, it's really great because someone living across the world, and I just, our, our first, our, our, our last client lives in Georgia, okay? I'm helping this female out, and she's a truck driver. She's wanting to lose weight, dedicated. And just by me text messaging, calling her each week, giving her a program, giving her marching orders, she's kicking ass. That proof, That's what she needed in her life. Yeah, and it doesn't matter where you are, bro. You need a coach, and coaches, you know, they're going to give you a marching order. They're going to be there, but they're going to hold you accountable. And fitness needs to have an accountability aspect. It's all about eating and training. It's bullshit. Because if you're not accountable to yourself, then when you don't have someone to keep you accountable, how are you going to pass those plateaus? I got to ask you, Dimitri, how much of it is the person, is the body? I'm just going to let you know that I'm noticing a lot of the young kids, guys in their 20s, girls in their 20s, they just find excuses. They don't find, they, and it blows my mind, right? Because I try to explain to them, listen, I'm twice your age and I'm still fighting it. Mm -hmm. It's getting harder and I'm letting everybody know, listen, in your 20s, you, you're super men. Sure. You're super women. No mortgage, no wife, You've no got kids. all this energy. You can do it. You can pull it off. If you get into a, a routine, all the, all the best to you. Once you hit your 30s, it starts to slow down. Once you hit your 40s, it really starts to slow down and you got to keep it up that much. So, I mean, my question is like, how much is it the person, the body type? You got to get them with a, a specific mindset, right? Wicked question, man. I want to be honest with you. It's the mindset first. You have to. It's like you said. Yeah, you, you, you have to have those goals written down. You yeah. got to wake up and go, I want this body to be better. Because, again, think of Usain Bolt, for example. Crazy genetics. Fastest guy in the world. But the mindset he had to want to get to where he is is what made him train and do endless hours of sprinting. And the guy had fractured ankle and he's still training through yeah. it. Yeah. So I admire athletes and 
I try to push my kids as much as they can to understand that everything in life revolves around fitness. Fitness builds your mindset. It helps you become competitive. It makes you become confident. It gives you many goals to break. And if you have little wins every day, it amounts to a bigger one at the end of the year. Genetics play a massive part. They do. If I said I want to become as big as you, unless I'm taking steroids, it ain't going to happen. Genetically, I cannot break the 205 mark. But also, I want people to understand that for the longest time, you, there was nobody faster than, and then you, Usain Bolt came in. You got it. So one day, probably very soon, someone's going to come along that's oh, going to be 100%. faster. Because the mindset is, yes. how do I train better? How do I eat better? How do I break the plateaus? And his mindset was, I want to be the best at this, and then I want to retire a champion. And to me, that's like... That's you know, exactly what he's done. Yeah. Right? It is that mindset. What was it? Back in the 40s, the four-minute mile, when it was broken? Yeah. Nobody thought it could ever be broken. Long and then time. as soon as one person did it, yeah. dozens of people did it. So and mindset is massive. Another mindset thing that's important is one of our clients, Jess Silver, she has a lot of adversity, cerebral palsy. She's got scoliosis. And she's been a client with us for almost 11 years. And she was the one who gave us our, our motto, attitude is everything. And I, I look at people's mindset and I see, here's someone with an adversity that has challenges every day. And then you have people who don't have any issues that bitch and complain that they can't work out, they don't got time, all this blah, blah. So mindset is first. Second is, I would say, I like to say training and nutrition third because you can try to eat and cut out carbs as much as you want, bro. But as, if you're not training, your metabolism is not going to move. No. And if you're not sweating and grinding and doing planks and squats and push-ups, you don't wake up sore the next day. So you can only diet to a certain degree. So I go mindset, training, nutrition. And then at certain periods of the athlete or the individual's lifestyle or goal, they shift. The percentages change. Then it's nutrition. So if I were training you and you said, D, I want to drop 30 pounds, 10% body fat, you'll go through, you get really, really good results from the training, and then your body plateaus, the nutrition kicks in, and we change it up. And then we change the training again, and then we change the nutrition again. So if you constantly shock the body, you do not allow adaptation to occur. And what happens with everybody? They cut carbs. Complacent. It's just... Complacent. Yeah. Cardio. They don't change nothing. They don't see the difference. And the unfortunate thing is the older you get, the fewer and farther away yeah, man. you see those increases. Yeah. So and it, it starts to draw. I, I recently saw a cross-section of muscle tone of different age groups. Mm -hmm. And it just dumbfounded me how you can see the cross-section of a bicep of a 20-year-old, 30, 40, 50, 60. And you could just see the muscle mass just shrinking, well, bro, shrinking, shrinking. Sarcopenia. Yeah. Atrophy of the muscle. After age of 35, for any women listening, you're going to lose one pound of muscle per year. Males, half a pound per year. So I don't care who you are, who your genetics is, if you used to train when you're playing football. When you're 35, bro, that's when life kicks in. For are there 30, outside factors that contribute to even speed that up? Uh, like totally. I'm talking about poor smoking nutrition. or alcohol, oh, poor nutrition. Even worse, alcohol dehydrates you, saps away your muscle tissue. Smoking cuts off your ability to want to eat. Weed? Weed's an interesting one because a lot of bodybuilders that have trouble putting on weight or when they're competing and even a lot of athletes alcohol in my eyes affects you worse than marijuana because marijuana although it's a, a quick stimulant then it depresses you and slows you down it does not drain the muscles i've met many bodybuilders and friends that will you know if you go out drinking one night and you start hammering back the drinks one 
if that's a beer bottle, it's a bottle of water, and you're a big dude compared to me. So you may need four, yeah. five beers. To feel. To feel it. Yeah. Now you're drinking all that liquid. You're distending your gut from all the gas building up yes. in your gut. You're dehydrated. You're not eating. You're polluting your, your liver. You're poisoning your body. Now, a little bit of alcohol is cool. I love vodka sodas. But the next day, you're dehydrated like crazy. Bodybuilding or fitness is a sport that requires water. Muscles are 70% water. So when you're drinking all the time, you're losing that. Now, when it comes to... It's actually being pulled right from the muscle? 100% dehydrated. Wow. And that's why the migraine the next day hurts. If you try training after a big night of drinking, ain't going to happen. And I've seen athletes and friends and bodybuilders where a bit of a gummy or a drink or smoke, whatever it is, helps them with eating. It helps them with stress. You've, I've even seen on, on, on Joel Rogan's podcast where he's you know a big proponent of it, but it helps. He trains while on it. Every, here's my thing. Everyone's got their fix. I'm not a, a sane here, but I'm telling people, don't latch on to alcohol, cigarettes, weed, whatever. Latch on to fitness first and watch the results you get, especially if you're in that age group of 20 to 40 and you're in the trades group. My God, because you're doing physical labor all day. You're waking up bloody early, man. I've worked in the let's, trades Let's before. talk about their diet. I mean, like, we know the stereotype. Trades people, first of all, wake up early. Fuma. Fuma right? cigarro. Exactly, yeah. right? So it's, it's, it's like a cigarette, and then all of a sudden it's a Timmy's. It's yeah. coffee. Sugar, boom. Sugar right there. And then they get to the job site. They get going an hour into the day. They have yeah. to have another coffee well, and then another cigarette. stimulant. Yeah. The then cigarette. they're ordering food. Uber yeah. Eats. So it's pure sodium and sugars coming in for their food. That's their daily routine. And here's the problem, and this is why you're going to love me as a guest. Body type training now will help the person with their goal. If you got three dudes and one guy's an ectomorph, one guy's an endomorph, and they're eating Tim Hortons and they're drinking coffee all day and they're not eating, the skinny guy, the ectomorph, he's going to burn through muscle. Of course. Big time. And his bone density will be so hollow when the guy's 40, 50, 60. The endomorph will store body fat, gain weight, fatty liver, type 2 diabetes. Why? Because the poor guy's metabolism is slower. If people understand that the body type process is the baseline, then you can customize it moving forward. Got it. Another thing with trades is you're doing work that requires a lot of daily... You're physically doing stuff. You're not sitting at a desk. You're waking up early. When you mix the party lifestyle... You're not bringing lunches with you. You're eating shit food every day. You're getting from the coffee truck. Give me a bagel and a coffee. There's no protein in there, bro. So how is a grown man or a woman supposed to build muscle and have amino acids to get them to go through the day? So now they're in a catabolic state versus being in an anabolic state all day. Anabolic is like anabolic steroids. You're growing. The muscles hypertrophy. It's getting stronger. How? You train, you eat, you have protein. You rest, recovery, do cardio. When you're in a catabolic state, it's the opposite, which is to break down muscle tissue. You're burning muscle. You're shrinking. You're producing high cortisol level. You're adrenal fatigued out. If people don't pay attention to their health, doesn't matter what trade you're in, you're going to pay the price either now, I tell people, or 20 years from now. It's interesting that you're saying that because you know how many eyes I see roll when I speak to the 20s to 30-year-olds and I tell them, listen, if you actually don't eat that and eat this instead, you'll have so much more energy in the afternoon mm -hmm. to finish off the day. Yeah. 
and it's true, but they just don't see it. They don't get it. And but we we see it. There's a reason why you get a lot of parents nowadays. I'm hearing are not even feeding their kids chocolate. So mm-hmm. come Halloween, we're close to Halloween now, yeah. and the kids aren't even allowed to touch the chocolate just yet because they don't want their bodies to get used to that sugar. High spikes of insulin. That's what it spiking. is. It's bad. It's bad for you. I think the dogma or the stigma in the trades industry, and I kind of feel bad for this because I worked in the trades for like a few summers. I did electrical for a great company, Protoelectric, if you guys are listening, <laughs> what up? They let me go because I was doing chin-ups on the bars inside the house when they are coming. They're like, what's this guy doing? Fucking do a rough it. He's doing chin-ups. So I realized that the stigma in the trades, it's not cool to bring a lunchbox and be healthy and fit. You're Everyone's right. smoking. No, you're right. Everyone's drinking beers on Friday. So how the hell is someone going to step up and say, well, no, I'm having a wrap and a salad. You get a big bricklayer who's, you know, 240 pounds, and he's going to open up a container with avocado and salad and tuna. They're going to laugh at him. You're laughing right now. I do it all the time, and right? I post it, and I share, and I show my avocado. I show my chicken breast. So, I show my juices. I show everything. So I think that's a, a, another big problem because if people can get the mindset to say, screw that. I come first. I'm going to do whatever I need. You can change your body in any trade you do, in any job you do. Okay, I want to get into specific trades and what I've been seeing or I've been hearing from problems, body problems that they're getting. Obviously, the harder trades, right? So you're getting these trades people that are handling concrete, handling brick, masonry, all that stuff, right? And you get a lot of wrist action. Yep. From the trowels, from yep. mortaring. Carpal tunnel. Carpal you get tunnel. Tendinitis in the elbow. And these are people in their 20s that are getting this. And I get that's it. Bad. And it's, it's basically, it's the same repetitive motion that they're doing. Repetitive strain syndrome. That's what it is. And that's what, so what do we do to avoid that? What do we do to, to kind of not let that happen? Wicked that you brought that question up because people need to understand these two words. Functional training. I have, when I speak to someone in the trades that wants to join... They say, oh, no, I'm really active, buddy. I wake up at 6 in the morning. I'm doing drywall. I'm lifting stuff. Yes, you are active. If I came to put up drywall, I wouldn't last a day because I'm not used to that. You're used to that style of work. Just like if you came to train with me, you'd die. However, the human body, the skeleton, was made to do certain movements in planes of motion. So I'm rowing my elbows back right now, and I'm doing a horizontal row. My hands are in the air and I'm doing like a lap pull down for a vertical row. If the body does not do functional training, and that's why, thank God, every decade fitness changes. Before it was Arnold and isolation exercises, cables, isolation. Then it went to circuit training. Functional training means you need to be squatting, lunging, doing rotational movements, pushing and pulling, and doing core movements. So someone in a trade may be hammering all day and feeling tired, but he's not squatting. He's not doing a hip hinge. There's, if let's say you call them 10 muscles in the body, he's using three at 100% capacity. Now, the other seven are not being activated. What's happening to the other seven? Are they being neglected or are they actually being damaged? They're being neglected first. They're being, there's a ratio that's pushing way higher for shoulders and wrists. The other ones are not being used, so they slowly start to get weaker. The ability for the body to utilize all muscles equally. Like when you squat, bro, it's not your legs. No. It's your midsection, your spine, your your traps, everything, your glutes, your hamstrings, your forearm. So you're using all the muscle groups. In In a position like bricklaying, if you're digging with a shovel all day, you're not using your hamstrings, your glute muscles. 
So they will start to shrink. They will start to get weaker. It's like a, a weak link in a chain. Your low back, bro, and your spine is the first to go. Or if you got knee issues, it's because your ankle and hip are weak. And that's a middle joint. If it's a shoulder issue, it's an elbow and let's say core. I've always told everybody, you start seeing back pain, shoulder pain, chest pain. It started at your feet. It started at the very bottom. Yeah, it bro. started on how you walk or your footwear. It's, it's like there's a beginning to everything. It's just your body and your mindset wasn't paying attention to the moderate pain in the beginning. And, and now also, it's now it's painful pain. Check this out. All you guys doing trades who are listening, one hats off to you because you have picked an occupation which one is never going to go away. A computer can't cover a trade. But two, you have an art and you build something. It's a craft. People don't appreciate people that do trades versus the office guy. And sometimes people that do trades think, well, you know, my job is not as you know reputable as someone that's in an office. You got to remember one thing. You're using your body every day to build stuff and do stuff. If you're hammering away or doing rough-ins and you're not using other muscle groups, the next day when you wake up, your wrists and forearms are, are so tired that they're so strained that other muscles now the next day are going to try to help out to keep you supported. So now your low back is trying to keep supported when your legs are tired, your knees are tired. And at the end of the day, cartilage wear and tear for all the... Your body wasn't designed to do that. It was designed to move in functional plane motion. Yeah, yeah. So if you skip some of those motions, you lose that ability to have 100% functionality. Now, this is applicable to both male and female. 100%. This isn't about pear-shaped man doesn't and, matter your body and love handles or, mm -hmm. or whatever. No, it's nothing. It, nothing. The desk jockey and the bricklayer both need functional training. Okay. And then you have, you have areas where there's overuse syndrome. So now you have... Someone that's screwing all day. It's like a pitcher who's throwing a ball. So electricians, man. Yeah, bro. All day long. They're I, constantly did, doing that. It was that. tough. And they're always, when they're holding shit overhead, yeah. like to change a life fixture, bro. I It took me like four hours to change a life fixture. And then the guy comes over, pop, pop, he's done. Because he's used to it. Now, yeah. his shoulders are stronger to being held in this position. But his joints are taking a blow because they're not getting stronger all around. There's no mobility. So this is going to be concerned later on when he's yeah. older. 100%. 100%. He's going to see and these things. And it doesn't matter. I'm not talking about 10, 15 years. I'm talking about every six months, there is breakdown of the body. There's muscles that aren't being used. So his rotator cuff may be working, but his spine, his low back is not working. When he's doing a job, the shoulders are getting tired. He's got to change his position to get that screw in. Something else is off balance. And now he goes home, my low back hurts. Because the guy's not foam rolling. He's not stretching. He's not waking up and doing 10 minutes of bloody stretching before he goes to do a hard day's job. It adds up and it compounds. And then what happens is pain kicks in. I'll take an Advil. I'll let it go by. I'm strong. Don't worry, bro. You're dampening the pain that's supposed to be educating you to yeah. solve the solution. Educating is a key word. Yeah. And you're pumping, you know ibuprofens or advils and that's confusing your body so while you're with the medication you're feeling okay as soon as it wears off 
more pain, take more medication. But what do you expect, Dimitri? Like, I, I got to give props out to Julia Rose, where uh, she was on the show recently, and she's a female bricklayer mason. Nice. And she did a story where she actually stopped on the scaffold and started doing some stretches because she was in, right, in this routine, 100%. right? And she's like, you got to change your body. And, you, and she started just doing these stretches. And I was like, good there's for you to do that. ATWI. Yeah. You watch me do them right now. ATW. There's, there's four movements. But you go shoulder. back to that masculine mindset where yeah, you yeah. got the big Stigma. husky mason... Okay, yeah. what's he doing on the scaffold? The guy's doing stretches. The guy's doing the downward dog. Like, what's right. going on here? Like, it's just, but he's got to think about his future. I think if the owners of trades companies said, I want to keep my guys healthy to work forever, if they changed their mindset a little bit and said, let's adopt some of this fitness stuff, let's give our guys. Uh, a one day a week or a, a subsidy to a gym membership or let's get them some education let's hire a fitness dude to give them some videos you'd see tenfold in the in the production because those same big husky guys that act macho in the stigma construction industry because you know you can't walk around saying oh my back yeah just go you can't it. show pain those are the guys that i see sitting in my office saying bro my back is killing me I'm taking medication. I'm gaining weight. You know what? Screw it. This is going to be my life. I'll just stick with it. And That's now, what they get to. It's and fun. then they they uh, they absorb and they swallow and they get comfortable with this is my life. That's where I love to get in there and shake their you, heads. You know what you should do, Dimitri? You should you know how in construction in, in the larger outfits and mostly in high rise and commercial work, you'll get safety meetings at the start of the day. Nobody starts work until they do the safety meeting. Like a lot of Asian companies, oh, why wicked, not bro. do a fifty a five minute yep. stretch? They do naps, bro, during the day. I, that's key. They do They're naps important. During the day. 15, 20 minute naps. They're, that's important, man. Production is like twofold. You right. should come up with a way that here's your team of framers that are about to start tackling a job before they you know start their day put the coffees down put everything down don't even holster up with the tools and just start doing specific stretches to yeah. specific poles they can even give them hey if you guys are listening and you want to follow me on instagram go ahead or, or, or youtube reach out and just dm him man yeah, just we'll ask be happy to send i'm you a framer stuff. i'm a mason i'm 100%. a plumber i'm an electrician everybody but again it starts from here mindset, mindset. if they don't stop and say i want to become better you're just going to fall in, in, in the drift of the ocean. I want to talk about more broken bodies. So tile setters. You got young knees, tile setters. Bro. It's knees, lower back. They're carrying large format tile. They're laying large format tile. You're sometimes in this Cirque du Soleil position to try to get the tile in a position. You're bent over all, You're bent over all the time. Like, What can these guys and girls do? First, you got to get some proper supplementation. Get your fish oils every day, guys. Get the basics in there. Trades people laugh at me sometimes because they're like, oh, I got my, my cigarette and my coffee. I'm too busy. <laughs> Get a multivitamin. Because you're using your body every day, take 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C. Take 1,500 in the morning, 1,500 at lunch. Don't smash it all at one shot because your body can't digest it. It won't absorb it. Fish oil you need for your body's joints, for your hair, skin, for your hormonal system. Spread that out. The bigger the guy is or the girl is, the little bit more quantity they need. Okay, that's one thing. Any kind of supplements are based on body type and yeah, size, right? Yeah, because the bigger you are, you need more, right? Yeah. Secondly, if you're looking at tilers, when was the last time you'd see a tiler sitting down doing this in between his lunch break, strengthening his knee? They don't. Right? They don't. But they should. And this is something that you can do like... So you were just, just for everybody listening, you were just sitting in a chair. I'm extending and you're, my foot you're out. You're extending your foot I'm out. keeping my toe towards my face. I'm just raising my leg up without bending my leg. I'm holding. That's and I'm it. I'm dropping. 
I'm twisting my foot to the side. I'm no no weight on it, no nothing. No. And what you're doing is instead of putting pressure and load on your knee, you're doing an isometric contraction like a bodybuilder would, and you're just holding that. So now all the little tendons and ligaments around can get stronger. Remember, you can break a bone, and it's better to break a bone than tear a tendon or tissue. Yep. Because bone's going to heal, heal stronger, because you know red blood cells are, are built in the marrow. But tissue's the worst. When you tear tissue, you, know, you strain it, you tear it, it don't heal the same. And a lot of these injuries are tissue-related injuries. Yep. It's not always bone. I've seen it. I've seen it not in a tradesperson. A friend of mine was washing dishes. And the number one reason why I never use double sinks, double sinks were designed for the 50s where you wash in one sink yep. and you rinse in the, in the other. Well, he was washing in one sink and he hit the bowl on the center the center piece of the sink. Mm-hmm. It smashed and cut the top tendon oh, of his hand. Shoot, so now that was bad enough. But then all of a sudden he went to ER and he got a junior med there and they couldn't get the tendon. So they had to keep on opening up the wound oh, to keep on dude. going further in there. And literally a tendon is like a rubber band. Yeah. So you have to finally get it. But then he still to this day, this is about a decade now, still has issues with that Tissues. hand. Think of a guitar. Yeah. When you go bang, 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 that, that, that motion, tendon is soft tissue. It's not like hard like a, like a bone. Tissue-related injuries, I feel, build dysfunction. One of the assessments that we do with people is called a movement screening. And I, if anyone's interested, call us, come to the club, we'll give you one. But it assesses, all my trainers are certified through this DTS level one certification, and it teaches you how to assess dysfunction. First, upper cross syndrome. Guys in the trades always use upper body. Lower cross syndrome, when you see someone standing and their butt is tilted in, yeah. like they're sitting all day, that's the desk jockey has that issue. So there's many ways to work it, but if someone's mindset's not gonna wake up and say, you know what, I had enough, Today's the last day. It's a non-negotiable. I'm going to reach out for help. If they're not going to have that mindset, I can push you to the gym every day. But if you don't say, listen, I got to do this, you're done. Let's do a quick shout out to, to Jeff there from GL Plumbing. Yeah, so, Jeffy, I mean, Jeffy. Jeff had a transformation this year. You know Amazing. what I mean? Amazing. It had everything to do with you. He couldn't stop talking about 45 you. 45 pounds of fat, bro. That's a plate in the gym. Yeah. 45 pounds of plat, 16% body fat. That's unreal. 10 months. And I met Jeff back in two, 2003 when he came to me at Bally's. Lost weight, got lean, got jacked, got big. And then he fell into the same realm as everybody. You get married, you have kids, you open up business, you manage employees, whatever it is. Gained the weight back on, came here through COVID, transformed him, but his mindset was set. He knew, I'm going to invest in my body. He told himself. And I said, this is the price, this is what we need to do. He trusted me. Boom. 16% body fat. For those who understand that, that's like reversing five years of your life. Forget bench pressing and looking good for abs. Visceral tissue is the shit that builds in your in your gut, that builds up fatty livers. So you're pointing to a big wad of fat. Yeah, bro. Five pounds of fat. And he that's lost five pounds of fat of right there? Yeah, 45 of that. Holy cow, man. And again, the guy feels younger. I'm sure he's having better sex. I'm sure he's a better <laughs> father and a better business owner. And at the end of the day, you are your best investment. I tell mothers and fathers, Manny, you come first, your wife and kids come second. But then I tell your wife, you come first, Manny second, the kids third. Because if we're not taking care of ourselves, how the hell are you going to be a good father? You can't. How can you be a good leader? You can't. That's the way I see it. No, so that's very impressive. He was speaking highly of it. So, I mean, just a huge shout out to him that, that he pulled that off. 
and he's still pulling it off. Bro, 6 a.m., the guy's here sometimes. Yeah. He's the only one in the club. He's, he's DMing me at 4 o'clock yeah. as if he's trying to test me or something. Like, everybody knows I'm up at 4. Just, like, don't test me, man. And, <laughs> and once you get in the process and you commit and you invest and you spend that money, now you're like, hey, shit, I got to do something about it. Training is an intangible service. A lot of people, what bugs me about the trades world and people that want to buy fitness, I remember one lady that came in here, high blood pressure, triglycerides, type 2 diabetes. And I was saying to her, your training package is going to be $4,000 over the one year, 48 sessions of training, this, 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 that nutrition. She goes, well, you know what? I'm redoing my kitchen right now <laughs> and it's 15 grand for this, this, this. So I'm not going to start now. How the hell can you pay money to reno your home because your mindset thinks that that's more important. Do you want to use your kitchen or do you want to be in a casket? Right. Right. And I, and, and it's sad because I will always tell people what you need, but I'm never going to say to you, why aren't you buying this today? That's the old school corporate mentality. If you're not interested, no problem. Try us out. If you want to jump on board, great. If not, we leave you on your own, but remember you're making this decision today. So you got to live with that consequence later. It always on. goes with the mindset. So I'm just trying to picture I come in or a person comes in and I go, Dimitri, I smoke. Yeah. I drink coffee. Mm -hmm. I smoke weed too. Yeah. I, you know, Fridays, beers with the guys. Yeah. I, I drink sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, occasionally once a month, have a little bit of a bender. This he, is hypothetical. This, this is you. This is not me, man. Okay. This is not me. <laughs> I'm just saying. So how do you attack that? You're not here to preach. No. You're not here to say, listen, you're living a shit life. Right. Stop doing that. No, man. No. You want to take whatever that person's coming with mm -hmm. and try to figure out how to get to the better place. One, we look at the person's... When I'm in a consultation, again, I'm big on mindset. I study their, their body language and their personality type. And there's yellow, green, blue, orange personality types. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, I know. I know about this. So yeah. if someone comes in and I know they're yellow, green, they're organized. They want to know how much everything is. They want to know stats. They want to know times, dates. I need to work with that individual and help them understand that I want to make this work on your terms. So you like to drink? Fine. Let's cut the beer out. Vodka soda. You like vino is an option. Vino is good, but people overdo vino, bro. Yeah, because they think it's good. Yeah, and the French can't all be wrong. Yeah. They're lubricating all their vessels. Italians, you know, <laughs> we all love the wine. I'm Greek, so I get it, right? But if you can measure your alcohol, and you can do smaller quantities versus drinking beer, for example, five beers get you buzzed, three shots get you buzzed. The beer's got all this extra junk and gas in it, and it's gonna make you so full you're pissing all night. A small drink you can with soda water. We start building behavior habits versus outcome goals. So one, let's. If you want to quit smoking, I tell people you take your pack of butts. If you guys are listening right now and you're spending fourteen to eighteen bucks on smokes, is that what a pack of smokes yeah, costs crazy. these days? Eighteen bucks for one pack of smokes. It's crazy. I don't and, smoke, so I don't know. And I know people that smoke one a day. Holy. That can pay for your membership here. So I tell them, and one of my clients I did this with. You take your pack of butts right now if you're listening. You open it up. You take half of your pack out. So you're going to hold 15 cigarettes. You, you have to do this with someone in front of you, your wife, your kids, especially your kids. And you say, you break them. You let them drop on the table. And you say, I'm breaking half a pack right now. I want you to see me doing this. I want to quit. I need you to help me. People need to understand that if you don't ask for help and acknowledge you need help, you're never going to do it. 
The rest of the pack, if you're used to smoking a pack a day, now you got to budget yourself. And now that budget's going to throw you off. We're like, damn, I'm used to having one right now. Okay, no. The second or third day, you buy your next pack. Well, you break 15, you break four more in front of that same person. So now you're like, shit, I just spent 18 bucks. I just threw like half it on the ground. I got four butts to last me today. After a while, they're going to be like, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. I'm managing butts. You know what? Let me try to cut them out. And it's, it's a small process to help the mindset where you're giving yourself what you need as a drug, but you're limiting the amount and it's making you have to think about what you're doing. And then it's either you cut it or not, or you take a bad habit and you put a good one in front of it. So you want to quit smoking cigarettes? Every time I'm going to quit smoking cigarettes, I'm going to go on my phone. I'm going to call Manny. I'm going to call my wife. You have a, and in trades people, you have a meal, you have a butt. Yeah. You work, you have a butt break yep. and a coffee. Yeah. And smoking has been proven to mentally relax you. Forget the nicotine. But if I told you when you're really stressed out, stop, get your pencil, and just slowly and then exhale, it's breathing, bro. So you're literally slowing your breathing down. You take a bad habit, you put a good one on top of it. But about the addictive process, though, I mean, it's hard. Nicotine is addictive. Just that, that's just a fact, and right? Especially if you've been smoking for five, ten years. Yeah. Then it comes back to mindset, bro. So just, if yeah. you don't wake up in the morning and you don't write down on that piece of paper, I'm going to quit smoking by this date. Now, that paper, for anyone listening, goes on your, your bathroom mirror. So every day you wake up and you brush your teeth to see it. It's in an automatic text message reminder, like an alert every three hours. Laminated, slap yeah, it in the shower. Bro. Tell people that you love and you trust, not the losers who are going to talk you out of it. Well, but first of all, majority of those ones want you to fail. Sure, because they, they're they're drowning too. So yeah, why not pull you into it? Exactly. So reach out and find a coach, find a mentor. A mentor could be your wife, your son, your daughter, your uncle, a best your next door neighbor. Reach out and ask for help. There's three A's of accountability change. Accept, acknowledge, advance. One, you got to accept the fact that there's a problem. Two, you got to acknowledge, can I do this by myself? I have a business coach. I had trainers before they were coaching me because I want to get to the next level. And three, what am I doing to advance? Am I going to change something today? If you can put those in place and you constantly see reminders, buddy, the mind is so powerful. There's people in wheelchairs that are doing so much. Yep. People who are blind. Imagine. I tell people when they start bitching, complaining, my mom always told me, there's someone worse than you and better than you. You're in the middle. So yes, you got no father. Yes, you've never seen him. Yes, it's tough. But there's someone else who lost both their parents, Dimitri. And she kind of like, in a smart way, not brainwashed me, but she molded me to realize that don't complain. There's someone better, someone worse than you. So all my life, I understood that. And I said, okay, this is, you know, God dealt me these cards, but he gave me a beautiful passion to help people. And I'm healthy. And I got beautiful kids and a wife. So it's Okay. Dysfunctional it, families equal a lot of success in the future for some people. It's interesting you bringing that up, and I totally forget his name, but I get messages all the time. And recently, I had an electrician on the show, Patricio, who, 18 years old, on the job site, got hit on the table from a table saw, a piece of wood right in his eye, oh. split the retina, became oh. legally blind. God bless. Right? Him. No, no safety goggles, and he learned his lesson that way. But it was really interesting that he was talking a lot about safety, talking about his trade. He got 
became a master electrician as a result of that. Wow. The spark was he went on a motorcycle ride and rode out east, and it motivated him to become an electrician, and he nice. became an electrician. But despite what, his adversity, exactly. Right? And and what I love is that last year I had a, a tradesperson, a person who was interested, who wanted to get into construction. He's blind. Wow. And, and he goes, I want to go to school. There's a school that's offering. He's in Texas, I think it is. And he reached out to me, and I was like, this is an interesting story. I want to talk more about you. And it was just funny. He just reached out to me again because he overheard that conversation on that podcast. And he said, listening to Patricio's story has motivated me to get back into it because he was deterred because the school that he was going to go to pulled the program. So mm-hmm. he couldn't go. But now he's like, if Patricio can do it, I'm going to try it out. And that's exactly, that's the mindset. And this guy's blind. And he wants to be a carpenter. Whoever's listening right now, if you wake up and go to your job tomorrow and you're going to tell yourself, I don't got time to start doing fitness. I can't pack my lunch. I can't quit smoking. There's proof that you got someone who's blind who forget the fact that he's not sitting at home drinking beer and getting depressed. He wants to get into a trade, which is construction. That's crazy. Yeah. Mindset is so powerful. Things today, like social media and technology has helped us and hurt us. And a lot of people that get glued into the wrong things or the wrong people, they're letting their flame slowly die. That wax is burning out. And they're so capable of so much, but they don't believe it. And when you tell yourself, I can't really do it, the more you talk to yourself negatively, it's four times proven negative. The negative thinking and negative talk is I'm more not, destructive than positive. I'm, I'm laughing because it's a thousand percent true. Hundred percent. It is. Right? It's just. It's a fact. And and the thing is, the flip side, you speak to yourself positively, and you Big tell difference. yourself it's a huge difference. And you'll just miraculously, all of a sudden, things will start to happen just it's by a belief, man. Yeah. It's the universe is just letting you know. That's all it is. It's because you you got to have a gratitude. And and I went through like look at my tattoo, bro. It says happiness is the decision. Yeah. When we got shut down due to COVID. We got shut down on March uh, 16, March 2020. Well, March 17 is our anniversary year. Okay. We were at, I think, 12 year anniversary, 12 or 13. I tried to, um, I was raising money for the Deaf Blind Association of Ontario. I did a charity a few years back for kids with autism. I said, bro, if God gave you a life and the ability to do stuff you love, you got to give service and give back. Yes. So I was getting money, corporate sponsorship, raising funds. We are going to have a big party. COVID kicked in. You're closed. I was coming in here every day, lights off, by myself. And Nobody Dan, here. Me and Daniel, my old GM. Daniel, if you're listening, you're a badass, buddy. I love you forever. <laughs> and I was becoming depressed, bro. This is the pure motivation How, guy. It's not hard to. I mean, like, think about it. And, and, and I'm the guy who's supposed to motivate people, right? But I'm human, bro. So I was waking up. I didn't want to go social media. I didn't want to work out. And I was falling in a funk. And then I said, something's got to go, bro. So I said, I'm going to go get a tattoo to remind myself that happiness is a decision. If you want to wake up and be a sourpuss and you want to complain about your life, then go ahead. There's someone in a fucking wheelchair right now for him to just get out of the house is nine times harder than you doing drywall, doing your job. So if someone is doing that, you got to make the mindset. So to me, this tattoo resembles, you know, everything starts from that mindset. And if you can tell yourself every day, I can do it, I can do it, and then share it with people you love and who really love you, anything's possible. That's key. That's important because you're totally right that there are people around you that want to see you fail and enjoy that. Sure. But bro. there are a lot of people that want to see you 
succeed hundred percent because they know they'll give you back i've told everybody in construction that anybody that's been successful in construction has an obligation to give back mm -hmm. you have to figure out what it is how it is that you're going to do it but you have to give it back you have to give this knowledge forward to somebody else and pass it on you cannot just keep this and go to the grave with it you know and, and no matter what we do we, we any industry service and giving back shows that you're humble and you want to help yeah right i want to get into Let's talk about food. Let's talk about specific exercises. Let's talk about, you know, what these tradespeople can do or can't do. That's not unrealistic because you you know that a lot of these kids, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. There's all those excuses. They have so many, so many excuses. Let me show you this, bro. Okay. See the sheet? I'm looking at a this sheet here. This is my here. trainer day sheet. Tell them what you see. I'm seeing closed on Monday there yeah. and then Tuesday it's empty. Wednesday see, is half. You see Monday to Sunday, right? Yeah. You see 6 a.m. to 9 p.m.? Yeah. Okay. So in a seven-hour week, there's 168 hours. Yep. When people say they don't have time, plot your bloody week out. Plot when you wake up, when you go to work, when you come home, what you do. And now if you can plot in this little, if anyone wants a copy of it, DM me, I'll send it to you today. But when you start plotting out what you do in your day, life becomes so much easier because now you're in control. I want to spend time with my kids from here to here. I want to work out from here to here. You tell your wife, honey, don't laugh at me. I know this is going to sound crazy. After years of binging and cigarettes and canalones and supresatas, whatever it is, <laughs> I want to start getting fit. So during these hours, they're my non-negotiable. I need you to please help me and, and block me and guardrail me and say to me, go to the gym. And if you can plot it on paper and write it down, come on, man. It's right there in front of you. When you lie to yourself, it's worse than lying to someone else. Because subconsciously, your body says, well, you said you're going to wake up at 5 and go work out and you slept in. So really, you can't do it. And you say it again and you don't do it. So now your brain's telling you you suck and you believe it. But when it's on paper and it's, it's specified out, it's going to be easier. Number one tradespeople, anyone in the world listening, you want to get fit, piece of paper, go somewhere quiet, put your earphones on, put your favorite music on, and just start writing. Write why. And then under the word why, why do you want to do this? I want to lose my gut because I don't like the way I look. I want to improve my sex life. I want to improve my energy. I want to decrease my medication. You're going to start writing a whole list of shit that's right in front of you. So now those whys, you got to paste them everywhere so you can see them. That's your, your clutch when you need it. I even told a client once to write down 15 reasons why they should not binge. Put it in a little cookie jar. The cookie jar is in the kitchen. Every time they want to go cheat, they open it, they read it, they see that they wrote it. You know what? I wrote this six months ago. Put it back in. I'm not going to cheat. I like that one. So that's a mindset thing. Second, you got to look in the mirror. Stand naked. Look Be at honest yourself. with yourself. Yeah, bro. Be honest. Take a picture of yourself, shirt off, like they do in the body transformations. Look at yourself and say, am I happy? And then look at your life and say, okay, great car. And I know so many people, my friend, who are so well off. And they always say to me, I want to be healthy. Especially some of the clients and people that I've met who are millionaires. I'm poor. Why are you poor for, bro? You got homes, cars. I want to have better health. Look at yourself in the mirror. Say to yourself, I want to make some changes because that picture 90 days from now will change, damn it. With the most basic shit, you'll change.
Thirdly, you got to tell yourself, can I do this on my own? If you can, perfect. March, what you're going to do, stick to it, follow it, assess yourself. You need to have a bi-weekly or a 30-day assessment because the trades guy who's the bricklayer listening, who thinks I'm a freak right now and I'm just sent from God to talk about fitness, if he starts walking every morning for 20 minutes, empty stomach, if he starts having his carb at lunch, and instead of having a panino for breakfast or a, a bacon and egg sandwich or fruit, and he has an omelet with vegetables and some nuts, he just does nuts for breakfast with an omelet. Uh, carb for lunch versus chicken. I hate it when I hear guys, I'm having a chicken and salad for lunch, which is nothing. By time from 12 to 6, they're burning out their low blood sugar. They're starving. They binge all night. Yeah. So if they do a few things small and then they check themselves every 30 days, you'll see changes. You get a coach, you get a program that's going to work for you, and then you just go for it. You do it. You got to stop telling yourself, what if it works? It's the pain and pleasure theory. Is it going to work? I got to spend money. I got to wake up. Just do it, damn it. And if it doesn't work, then you can reassess. A lot of people are so used to the, that the pain to do it is far less than the pain not to do it. Yeah, man. And once they agree to that, which is a harsh agreement, it's it just it's a downfall at that point. Because it, it's compound. Like everything yeah. people forget, it compounds month after month. When I brought Jeff here the first time to do an assessment, the poor guy was breathing hard to tie his fucking shoes. Yeah. Like I swear to God, his blood pressure through the roof. And I videotaped him doing six exercises. And I go, in a year from now, bro, we're going to do a testimonial. I'm going to do the same exercises. And I have them on my phone because we're putting it on social media. If you look at his first shot, he looks like he's 50 years old. Yeah. He looks like he couldn't move side to side. Jeff, I love you, by the way. <laughs> but I'm being realistic. Yeah. And he did that. And he put himself out there. And now when you look at the guy, he's like 15 years younger. And he's in the trades. It's not like he's doing a desk job. Another thing people can do in the trades is spend your money wisely. If you don't know how to cook, because I get some people don't know how to cook, go to Yummy Market, go to Fortino's, go somewhere, go to the vegetable area, buy yourself a tray of raw veggies Mondays and Wednesdays. Get yourself a whole chicken for eight bucks, debone it, there's your protein. Get yourself some eggs and tuna, chop, chop, it's done. Buy food in bulk if you don't know how to cook it. Like, get your resources. Don't complain you don't know how to cook. Go buy it. You're buying 18 all these places. All these places are all set up with these yeah, for man. these people that I don't have time or I don't know how to cook. So just eat that kind of food. But they're so used to the Uber Eats. They're so used to just ordering food every single day. Because it's easy, bro. It's easy. I know. That's what it is. It's and then, hard. And then it's the high sugar and everything like that. Sodium. Remember, for stuff that tastes good, they put salt and sugar. They have to. So those are small, easy things to do. And again, what's going to help someone who wants to lose 80 pounds be successful? Accountability. Following up with yourself like a bloody teacher would and say, let me see your report card, bro. You got a C plus today. Great. Next month, you got a B plus. So if you don't assess yourself and see, am I getting better? You're never going to improve. Now, for everyone listening here, I want you to remember one thing. Don't look at weight and your percentage of body fat as what works. Because those are the two things that the world looks at, which is a stigma again. Look at, am I eating more often? Do I have better metabolism? Do I have better energy? Do I have more flexibility? Do I feel better? Pay attention to your body. Small things. Yeah. Small behavioral habits. I'm going to walk every day 5,000 steps. 
At the end of the month, is your resting heart rate lower? Yeah, get blood work done. Anyone who's in a state of, I feel lethargic, sick, go get blood work done tomorrow. That's your report card. Men, look at your testosterone level. Look at your liver enzymes. Look at your cholesterol. That's your report card. Now go to work and beat it. And then where my high comes in, my my dopamine, my cocaine comes from seeing people come from a shitty spot to a better spot. And again, being a gym owner, you're not a millionaire. You ain't going to make millions. You make millions through real estate. You make millions. Your true rewards are the clients. The people, man. Cause the people. I, because to me, it's like a stamp I've given you. All their members who've lost weight got results as a stamp. And now when they're out there, they're talking about me and what I've helped them with. One day I'm going to die, bro. I want people to remember that crazy Greek never gave up. Even though some days I wake up, I'm depressed too, bro. I'm miserable. We're all human, man. We're human. Everybody. And we got our own personal stuff going yeah, on. We got all man. kinds of stuff Sometimes going on. Sometimes I wake on. up and I don't want to post. I don't yeah. want to see myself on camera. Yeah. I've had a bad week. I've had challenges. But then I go to myself, really, bro? You're a motivator. Suck it up. When my coach, Tim Lyons from Arizona, tells me, embrace the suck. When we were going through COVID and I was losing my GM and losing clients and losing business, he goes, brother, embrace the suck right now. Stick in there. Hang in there. Hearing those words made me say, you know what? He's right. It's a time. It's going to get better. It can never be shitty all the time because you're allowing it to be shitty, right? You got to break out of that mindset. And fitness same thing. Is, is the same way. Yeah. And to me, my, my kids, they're going to listen to it. My daughter's in love with everything we do. She keeps saying, oh, dad, your answer is fitness to everything. If you're sad, <laughs> fitness. If you're getting bad grades, go work out. Uh, if you don't have friends, go work out. And I tell her, fitness makes you move. When you're, it's, Tony Robbins even says, when you're moving and your state is in a positive way, you're too busy to be stressed. Yep. You can't be running on a treadmill and be depressed. You're running. Now, the beauty about trades and the work they do is they zone out sometimes like they're in therapy because bricklaying, uh, electrical, plumbing, it's a trade. It's a therapy. You, you're building shit with your hands. So to them, that's their fitness. They go to an empty place. They build a home. They do this. They leave. It's beautiful. So to them, that's their sometimes getaway. But they got to remember, you got to put fitness in there too. Because, it's got to be a part of your life. It has yeah. to be the same way that you enjoy the art and the craft of whatever trade you've chosen yeah, and your skill set. You have to also factor that in. Everybody, I tell people, sure, you could be consumed by your career choice and you go there and you give it 110%. But the thing is, we all have our personal, you talked about the hours of the day and, and, like every, and I know Arnie talked about that as well too, how 24 hours in a day and you're gonna sleep five, six hours, you're gonna work Simple. for eight, but then you're still gonna have five, six hours that are gonna be for yourself. Mm -hmm. So you should be thinking about what do you wanna do for yourself? What do you wanna, a side hustle or something else you wanna do or you wanna give back to the community? You wanna be a part of this event or that event and, and motivate other people. You have that time to do it. So don't ever come back and say, I don't have the time to do this. When they say, And how much I time are we talking about here? Actually? To train, bro? Yeah. Come on, 30 minutes a day, That's every it. second day. Come on. That's You'll you see need. a huge, and I know this, right? I'm just repeating it. Look at HIT training. Yeah. H-I-T-T. Like everyone is into HIT training. Why? It produces an epoch effect. Exercise post-oxygen consumption. So you train really hard, short duration. Go, 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 go. Your body's in a state of shock. For 24 hours later, it says, I need oxygen to fill his muscles up. If the person 
doesn't have the mindset and they say, you know what? It's okay. I'm a mom. My job is to be a housewife, do this, do that. Or my job is to work hard for my, I'm going to raise good kids. I'm going to, I'm going to put food on the table. It's okay if I'm a trades guy. It's okay if my belly's big. It's okay if I'm gaining weight every month. They've lost the ability to put themselves, their, their self-worth is gone. So that's why they can't book their bloody workout. That's why they can't go buy a membership at a gym. That's why they can't cook vegetables and cook healthy or quit smoking because they've already given up, bro. They got to Mentally, get, inter yeah. interior, they've already given up. And that's why for me, if I, I tell myself, if I was in a shitty spot with my body, I'm going to go pay someone to motivate me. So I had tendonitis in both forearms. I went to go see Dr. Gallia, the best doctor, sports doctor in Canada. We're lucky to have him. I've been seeing him since I was 18. And he goes to me, bro, your tendon has been, it's been torn. It's been seven millimeters for, you know, two, three months. We keep getting ultrasound. It's not getting better. Would you like to do PRP? What's that? Plasma-rich platelet injections. It's an amazing therapy. You got to pay for it. They take your blood. They spin it. And after spinning it in the centrifuge machine, the plasma, your yellow rich plasma goes right to the bottom and the other stuff dissipates. They take a needle, they'll pull it out under a four-dimensional ultrasound, bro. And I even have it on my YouTube page. You can watch the video. You'll see your tissue. You'll see a little hole where there's a cut. And you see the, the, the needle going in and they squeeze your own plasma over the torn tissue. That's your own stem cell, bro. It's like you giving yourself your own life back. Wow. And that heals and builds like a Band-Aid. Then you got to go through uh, places of some rehab, stretching it out. But now your stem cells regrow on that torn tissue. The minute he told me it's 600 bucks. Okay. If I didn't have it, get a credit card, put it on. Why? Because it was so bad that I couldn't open a door, bro. That bad, huh? I couldn't shake someone's hand. I was using my left hand. Here I'm a gym owner, ex-bodybuilder, and because of I'm an ectomorph, lifting heavy weights, all these years repetitive lifting, I torn the tendons. I said to myself, okay, he's got a solution. It's a fee. I'm going to pay it. If it doesn't work, okay, I learned. It worked twice. So if people are sitting listening saying, my knee's bad, my back's bad, a gym owner can't help me, me going walk's not going to work, suck it up, Spend some money on your body because you like the fancy cars, the watches, the belts. You see people when they go out to play poker and these stags. Everyone's all decked out. Meanwhile, the guy can't do five push-ups. Yeah, I know. It's just like spend some money on your body. Hire but guys a coach. are quicker to spend nine hundred bucks on an oil change on a Benz. Yeah, see what I mean? But that's what I. It blows my mind. So they need. To, and, and again, you got to remember, it's the bubble of the trades lifestyle. It's not the people who are screwed up. It's the it's the surrounding. If you're a, a, a if you're a drug user, and I take you out of Vaughn and I bring you to Greece, wherever U.S. and you go to rehab, you're gonna clean up and be sober for thirty days. When I put you back in your same surrounding of the same people, you're gonna start doing drugs again. Yep. So, if people are in that trade and they have guys like you who, thankfully, like I haven't heard anyone does a podcast like this puts health and fitness for someone to trade. That's crazy. Nobody. No one's doing that. I don't know anybody. Right? So hats off to you. But if they're hearing that and they're seeing it, they got to step forward and they got to say, you know what? It's okay if I venture out. Maybe it's okay if I try to get healthier. If someone laughs at me or guys make fun of me, screw them. Because 
your mindset has to be me, 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 me. And that's why for me, sports competition was my father. The fact that I grew up with my brother, my mom, and I had rough times, bro. And I'm not saying this because I want sympathy, yeah, but yeah. there's many people out there that grow up with hard times. And the only way for me to get through that was I got track and field next week. That kept me going. I got a swim meet next week. Oh, soccer started. I can't wait. Wrestling started. I'm going to slam people. And then trophies were my, my, my reward. My, here's your, your absent father who's been gone. Here's a first place trophy, bro. So when I tell my kids that, they don't get it because they're young. If you come from hardship, use that hardship to build. Embrace the suck. Yeah, bro. There's, there's nothing better than having to grind yourself out of a hole. And that's what Jeff did. That's what you probably done with your business. That's what anyone listening here that's putting food on the, on the plate for their kids and doing a job. Like, I respect tradespeople. When I drive by in a rainy day and I see bricklayers and people outside, that's hard work, yeah, bro, in the winter. Yeah, it is. And you have these guys sitting in offices doing little desk work, IT shit, whatever. They're making big money. Meanwhile, someone's got to go frame a house. Splinters on the hands. You look at their hands. You're like, bro, your hands are so in, big. In dead of January, cold, wet yeah. weather, whatever. So I respect that because I've, I've had family members and I've done some of it. So I tell people, bro, stick up for yourself. If you're in that field and your body is your vessel, it's not like you're a doctor and you're a, a computer guy and you could sit and still work. If your body's your vessel, fix that shit. If you need help, find somebody. Hire somebody. You know what? You, you bring up an interesting point, Dimitri. Like, I think that people now just speak it. So you may be on site and you're working away and you may not know two things about the fellow tradesperson that's working with you. Mm -hmm. And because you just come in and you, you, you do your scope of work, they do their scope of work, you guys get the day done. But you don't know what kind of a father, family, mm -hmm. husband, whatever life that they Struggles. have. But what if that tradesperson is also looking for someone to motivate? What if the two of you can motivate each other? And what if you guys do a little bit every single day at the start of the day, at the end of the day, and all of a sudden in a month's time, you both are going to be better. There's anybody watching right now, you DM me today and just say movement preparation. Just say, I want flexibility routine. And I have so many videos that I can send people, which is basic, easy shit they can do in their home before they leave their house. And remember, you're low. What kinds of little things? Like sitting down on the floor, doing seated hip openers to open up your spine, your hips. Because if you. So as soon as you wake up. As soon as you wake up, water, lemon, boom, right away. Why? I do lime. Lime, lemon, good. Yeah. Clean that liver, bro. Yes, I know. Because you've been drinking alcohol for who knows how know. many years and I, eating shit. I go to grocery stores and I, I buy dozens of limes and lemons, man. There you go. And people probably look at me, what's wrong with this guy, man? But they can sit down, <laughs> they can do some movements to open up their shoulders, open up their neck, open up their hips. Because you got to remember, when you're in hunched, bent positions, doing stuff over and over and over again, there's overuse, bro. Yeah. So now spasm kicks in. And muscle spasm is like a spider web that's got a bit of a, a, a knot in it. Someone complains my, my mid-shoulder hurts. It ain't your shoulder, bro. It's from your low back, going to your shoulder, going to your wrist. So it keeps compounding. Go to YouTube, download some videos. Tell yourself, I'm going to do a little stretch every time for my workout. When you're at work and no one's around, stretch your chest, stretch your shoulders. Gone are the days of stretching like your toes, right? You don't want to ever have a straight leg hamstring touch your toes. You no, want that's that's that static stretching. So static stretching for anyone listening who doesn't get it is I'm gonna put my foot out and hold. Yeah. And I'm gonna lean in there. 
My, you can't do that unless you're warm. Yeah. So dynamic warm-ups or dynamic stretching is moving the muscle in the position you're going to be doing so that the muscles, the joints, the ligaments get all warm and there's firing in the nerves and the muscles as well because that's why foam rollers are so important. Mm-hmm. You foam roll your quads and hems and you go squat. Stats have shown you can squat 10 to 20% more weight. Why? It's myofascial release. You're getting your, your, the muscle to be massaged and, and pressed in, so it's sending signals to the brain to fire all the muscle fibers, not half. I want to talk a lot more about these things. So what, what are the little things as soon as you wake up? Because I know that I, I, I learned about the water and lime and lemon. Mm-hmm. Also, is it true that um, if you're having trouble sleeping, before you go to sleep, take a spoonful of honey? Now, depending on body type, types, it does work. It's like tryptophan, have uh, some warm milk or have some yeah, turkey. Yeah. But you give a poor guy who's endomorphic, who's 40, 50, 60 honey, yeah. he's going to be gaining his belly even more. Because body type, body type is the basis of what the glucose is going to do to you. Sugar is the, is the base of everything. Protein helps build muscle tissue, increase metabolism, and it keeps connective tissue alive and strong. It's got nothing to do with weight loss. It keeps you full, it keeps you building muscle, but glucose and carbs are the energy. If you can manipulate when you have that energy, lunchtime, after a workout. Anyone listening right now that wants to lose 15 to 25, 35 pounds, if you're waking up and eating any bread with your breakfast, you're done. It's bad. Done. Because it's like you're, you're putting... Okay, a, you're Greek. I'm Portuguese. We have a lot of a European listeners. Large, when is the good time to, to eat bread? Lunchtime. Lunchtime. Yep. That's the best time because best you time. can burn it off. Well, think of the, the day, 6 to 12, 12 to 6. How the hell are you going to get from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. with no energy? Mm-hmm. Well, you need energy. Put it in the mid part of your day at lunch. Why? Because from lunch, it's going to carry you to dinner. If you have something light for lunch and your blood sugar drops, you're going to binge every few I, seconds. Yeah. And then you go home and you eat your dinner like, shit, I'm still hungry. You smash ice cream, I'm still hungry. You smash crackers. You go to bed, you're like, my God, I'm gaining weight. If you're an ectomorphic person with a skinny body type like me and you have a fast metabolism, those guys need carbs for breakfast. They need carbs every three hours. Half of their plate needs to be carbohydrates, especially when they're an ectomorph and they're doing trades work. Because an ectomorph doing trades work is burning calories all day, needing fuel, versus an ectomorph sitting in a desk doing IT work. Masons, concrete, some framers, they're eating a lot of bread at lunchtime. But here's the thing, bro. Get a slice of panino, throw something in it, tomato cheese. And that's your sandwich. That's it. Why not get leftover dinner from last night? That's what I've always done. That's what I've always educated. Some mushrooms. You make dinner, you make a little extra, and that becomes your lunch. We do food prep Wednesdays and Sundays. Me and my wife for years. For the whole week? Sunday keeps you to Wednesday. To Wednesday. Wednesday. And Wednesday starts People over. listening probably like, this guy sucks. He eats shit from a container all day. No. When I'm going to cook on Sunday, we're going to make 10 chicken breasts, four steak, some sausages. It's a big mess in the barbecue. A lot of food. Then I'm going to get a tuna mix. Four or five cans of tuna, some mayonnaise, salt, pepper, lemon, oregano. Boom. It's a container. I'm going to boil eggs. I'll have a glass of wine while I'm doing it too, or my vodka soda while watching TV and the kids are running around crazy. It's an hour and a half, bro. So Sunday makes me have a lot of excess fuel. Now, 
I make, you know, a barrel full of rice or pasta because without that, I shrink. I lose weight. Monday night, I come home. If my wife's tired, I grab leftover chicken. I chop it up. I'll throw a tomato, some onions, a saute it. Boom, make a salad. It's done. If I want to eat chicken every three hours or protein, it's done. When you make dinner, and a lot of families, they do this. They cook for the day. We're going to have dinner. They make only done. dinner. That's yeah. the stupidest thing. Yeah. Because how are you going to eat later on? How are you going to... A guy who's 200 pounds, 220... Well, you're going to eat badly later on. That's right. what... You basically set yourself up to fail. And if you made extra food and someone does have a midnight craving, buddy, if you were to go to the fridge at 12 midnight every night and you opened it up and you grabbed a scoop of tuna with mayo you ate it and went to bed or a piece of spaducci or chicken breast or an egg, you ain't going to gain no fat. Mm-hmm. I don't care what these... Intermittent fasting diets talking about, bro, we're humans. We move. You give yourself protein and vegetables and good fats, you ain't going to become fat. You dump glucose and sugar in your mouth at times of the day where you're not using them and then go back to body type. If you're a meso or an endomorph, you're going to gain the weight, bro. It's just going to happen. And there's no there's no good or bad body type. My body type may be good now. Because I can burn calories quickly. I'm staying lean all the time. But I'm 43. At 73, I'll be a tool if I don't work out and eat. That's true. All my joints will break down way faster than the other body types. My muscles will shrink way faster. Because the genetic has that fast metabolism. So there's no good or best one to have. Let's talk about foods. What foods should we absolutely stay away? I, I love that you said not to dismiss alcohol. No, bro. Just We're human. understand... The alcohol. Yeah. Like, instead of five beers, have two shots. I have a client named Frank. I love him to death. He likes to have vino. So I go, Frankie, I want to give you imaginary drink tickets. You got seven a week, bro. Budget that shit. You want to have seven in one night? Go ahead. You want to have one glass a night? Go ahead. You want to have two on Wednesday? Two on... But budget. Have a number. Because when you go to a party and you don't say, okay, listen... I'm going to have three drinks, and that's it. Set a limit to have. And I'm a realist. I understand that... Humans. Yes. But I understand that people who work hard, who are successful in life, who've struggled, who've built businesses, families, whatever it is, who went doctors, they spend years in university. So they're going to want to let loose. Let loose, but let loose with a margin of, of no error. Let loose on a calculated error. So you know that you have a specific limit. Foods you should totally avoid. If it comes in a package, bro, don't buy it. If it comes in any package, don't buy it. Cereal, granola bars, oh, all this shit I is stop full eating. of junk. Yeah, I stop Eat eating. Eat a bloody apple. Mm. Don't give your kids apple juice. Anyone listening here, do not Apple drink juice does not come juice. from apples. No, bro. <laughs> and if you think about it, when they say with Tropicana with pulp, nope. why is there 35 grams of sugar in it? Mm-hmm. If you took an orange, when I went to Greece, they were literally crushing oranges out and making juice. So we'd go somewhere, grab uh, near the beach, and this guy had to smash four oranges to get a half a cup. Yep. That's four times the calories, and it's liquid. Packaged foods, stay away from. Number two, watch your red meats. I'm talking to the guys here. Yeah, mostly men. The guys in the trades that like to go for the business lunches, that like to smash a bottle of wine. The grappas are coming up next. The porterhouse. Give me a porterhouse. Bro, like, I get it. You want to eat, you want to enjoy. 
But bro, you're a 150, 200 pound guy, you're eating a 14, 16 ounce steak. That takes five hours to just slowly digest. So you're clogging your arteries up. Stick to leaner meats. I like red meat too, but I have cycles and I don't need to lose weight, bro. If I had a weight issue, it'd be done. What do you prefer, chicken? I know that pork is also big. I'm, I'm, for all you Portuguese people out there. You like fish, eh? Oh, here's more, here's one pork chop that doesn't like porks. Like I'm not huge on pork, man. You like the chicken? Bro. I, I love chicken. I love rooster. fish, and I have the red. I'll have red meat once in a while. I have it tried it maybe once or twice a month. That's it. Red meat is fine to have every week, but open your hand up, cut your fingers off. That's how thick the steak should be. Your palm. That's it. That's it, bro. Okay. A, 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 a male does can, a guy that doesn't work out can't digest more than eight ounces. Yeah. So when he's ordering 12, 14, and I look at these guys and they're already overweight, I feel so bad that their hearts are clogging inside. Now, chicken, fish, eggs, turkey, seafood, Greek yogurt, protein powder, amazing. All the probiotics from yogurt. 100%. All that stuff cleans your intestines. It we cleans need everything. Yeah, yeah. Some people have issues. And the older you get, the worse it gets. Yes. Especially from screwing your metabolism, from dieting for so many years. No carbs, high carbs. Binging, starving. You ruin your whole endocrine system. Secondly, look at carbs. Let's be real here. Carbs is the main problem. Yams, beans, quinoa, fruit, damn it. When was the last time you seen a big dude who wants to lose weight have an apple with his lunch, have an apple later on? If you just took starchy carbs out of your diet for one month, not that they're you, bad. You would lose weight without doing anything. Else. 100%. Yeah. So if you just substitute with a fruit, damn it. Don't eat fruits without skin on them. Papaya, pe uh, papaya tropical fruits, mango, kiwi, bananas. They're good for you, but they're high in sugar. Higher glycemic spike. Yeah. So if you're trying to lose weight, peach, pear, apricots, plums, grapes, berries. Amazing. Look at your fist. A fist of my size. I'm, I'm under 200 pounds, 195. That's a cup of rice for me, bro. That's a cup of fruit. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And I see some people, they'll have a bowl full of fruit. That's like taking crack. Yeah. It's, it's, you might as well smoke weed or have a few shots on the job because all you're doing is spiking your blood sugar. Your pancreas is producing insulin. It's going to remove it and shuttle it. It's not going to die. It's going to divert it. Where? Muscle, liver, fat. Well, there's no exercise. So the body goes, screw the muscle. Mm -hmm. Who's next? Liver. Great. Mm -hmm. So now your liver is getting toxified and your fat's getting stored. So you're on track for being diabetic. Yes. Type two. And what's worse is if you tell your body it happens once, twice, three, four times in a week, forget months and years. Just in a week, your body goes, I got it, Manny. You're giving me a lot of glucose. I'm pumping so much insulin. Every time I pump insulin in my bloodstream, we're not going to pay attention. So now your body becomes insulin resistant. All the sugar stays in your blood. You're type 2 diabetic. Automatically. And your body starts storing fat for you, for you. So you wake up, you go to Tim's, you get a bagel with butter, the stupidest things in the world, instead of getting a chicken sandwich. <laughs> it's not butter. Is it butter or is it margarine? It's probably margarine. Yeah. And it's the shittiest, whitest bun. So if you're eating carbs, get into nature's carb fruits. Get yams. If you're going to have a potato with your steak or whatever, fine. Under your fist, bro, half a cup. Mm -hmm. You don't need more than half a cup of energy. Just taste it and enjoy it. That's it. Don't. 
glu- like it's not gluttony. You and, don't- and people forget that carbs are broken down into fibrous, which are fruits and veggies, your starch, which are your whole grains, slow burning carbs, and refined sugars, the shit, packaged, cakes, Gatorade, whatever. So if you can live off the veggies and fruits and dabble once in a while at lunchtime with that carb, you'll lose weight for life. You'll enjoy, like I, I preach Mediterranean diet because well, Greece at, is one of the blue zones. Look at the most centurions in the world. Yes. Italy, right? Like, it, 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 Sardinia and also Greece, yep. Japan, yep. right? So the, these are blue zones. These There's a reason why these people are living way past 100, mm-hmm. mostly on vegetarian diets. Right. And, and the, they're physically and the active. And they're eating, they're eating small piece of steak, a yes. little fatina. They're not And it's eating. once or what, like a week or once a month that yeah. they actually touch the And these the, guys the are smashing porterhouse steaks at lunchtime, <sighs> wrapped in bacon. Come on, man. Let's talk a little bit about intermittent fasting. Every mm-hmm. it's it's a fad, right? It's just like everybody's doing this, do this, do this. You you go to you you eat dinner, mm-hmm. you go to sleep, mm-hmm. don't touch anything until lunch. You starve yourself until lunch. Watch my answer. You always start off with body type. Okay. Ectomorph. If he tries it, he's gonna burn muscle. Ectomorphs store fat in the belly only. They don't store it in the face and the arms and the legs. It's always in the gut. So when those guys get older, poor diet, lots of alcohol, no exercise, they have all the visceral gut fat, which builds up and is dangerous. If you give that guy no food from nine till the next day at lunch, the poorest guy's gonna be burning muscle all day. What's he gonna do? But coffee, but coffee to substitute. substitute. That's now, what he's gonna do. Mesomorph and endomorph. Medium metabolism, slow metabolism. That guy's not going to eat from nine till, I get it. It's great because at nighttime, you're not going to be eating. You're not going to eat the binge. So it's good. But what I don't like is the next day you're going to lunch without eating. Now, I have a client named Jeff who did something miraculous. He taught me about intermittent fasting and he went 30, I think 33 days fasting. The most I ever done, and I do it once a year, and we'll talk about it as well, is seven days. This, I, I do it once a, once a year. And, and seven days, no eating? No eating, just water. Bro, hats off to you. Just water. I, 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 you can't do it, eh? but buddy, it's your I body can't type. Do more than six hours. You can't do it. Yeah, you can't and do I'm it. And I'm looking at my container. It's full of food. I, I, I did one year. I did it four times. So I like that. That's what he does every few years, and it shocks the body. Yes. It makes the body go into fat stores. Intermittent fasting is great. It does work. It's like ketogenic diets. And I, 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 I push people towards keto diet for a certain period of time and then back to a regular lifestyle diet. But with intermittent fasting, it's easy to wake up and not eat, bro. You know why? It's easy. I wake just up, woke up, I'm fine. That's it. Go to work, work, work. But then what happens at lunch, bro? They blow up because they're hungry. And if they're eating shitty food at lunch and then their snack is shitty. It's pointless. Yeah, because think about it. Blood sugar's low. The body's in a state of... Reverse the metabolism, slow it down even more. So if you have a slow metabolism to begin with and you don't work out and you don't eat all day, it's shutting it down. It's preparing for starvation. Lunch kicks in, you grab a bagel, a double-double, and you have something else. Boom, you spike up to the roof, you're storing that. All the benefits you're trying to get are going into fat. The realistic approach is clean your diet out. Don't die totally. Just clean the shit out. You know it's shit. 
If you get can, rid of what you know, yeah, you bro, know it. Everybody buddy, knows donuts. it. Donuts. I yeah. always tell people, what's your devil? Mine's dill pickle chips. You put a bag <laughs> of chips in, I'm gonna hit him up. M and M's, I'm gonna hit him up. So if you know your demon, write down your demon mm-hmm. so it's on paper. One. Two, introduce yourself to the demon. That's it. <laughs> Say Talk hello to, to the, the demon. demon. <laughs> and then at lunchtime, break your fast with a small carb, smaller than your fist, a nice big salad, and a nice six to eight ounce piece of protein. So now your body goes, okay, perfect. You didn't spike me high. Three hours later, protein shake. I don't get why trades guys don't drink shakes. It like makes the, a lot of sense, it's man. It's the best thing, bro. Yeah, protein it makes a powder, lot of water, sense. some nuts. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, it does. And they, again... I feel bad because it's not the individuals, it's the environment they're in. It's bro. the stereotype. Because people would laugh at me when I was pulling out sandwiches every few hours. They're smoking, and I'm like doing stretches in between of roughing and framing. Like, look at this guy. That's why I got fired. I was doing chin ups <laughs> on, on, the, on the frame. Right? I'll tell you a funny story about that because when I was younger in my 20s, I used to train and I never got to your level there, but I had that energy, right? And I remember a friend of mine was a trucker and he was he was heading to New York for the very first time. Like he was going to go as a regular routine trip. And I said, listen, can I tag along? Never been to New York, right? So I tagged along with him. And all of a sudden he pulls over and uh, he just needed to take a break. So he's like taking a pee break and I get out of the truck and I start doing push-ups. Yeah. So I started doing push-ups because I'm like, fuck, I can't go on a road trip. I'm I'm training. I need my fucking, I need something, right? So I started doing push-ups and all of a sudden we, we get back in the rig and we start driving. Lights all go off and we're getting pulled over. Yeah, and I'm like, why are we getting pulled over here, right? So all of a sudden the state trooper comes up to us and, and he starts, you know. He's a U.S. state trooper. No, yes. And this is the U.S. So we're a little nervous, a right? You, bro. <laughs> so all of a sudden, all of a sudden he starts questioning the driver. He starts yeah. questioning everybody that's in the cab or whatever. And then the driver says, "Why?" I'm just curious, why'd you guys pull us over? He goes, well, your buddy there was doing push-ups and normally we don't see truckers do push-ups yeah, on the side of the road I on the interstate. It. And that was the reason. So he's like blaming me for doing push-ups, and that's why we got pulled over. Love it. <laughs> I want to let everybody know, just on a note about the fasting. Yeah. If you are in construction, I just want to let everybody know that I do seven days fasting. Mm-hmm. I'm on the job site at max four days. I can't be there the fifth or the sixth or the seventh. What happens is your body is so weak. Mm-hmm. And then you have a physically demanding job. Yeah, you tough. literally. I found my when I tried it the very first time. When I tried it, I literally had to sit down because I was feeling like, "Well, you're hypoglycemic, bro. Yeah. Your blood sugar's low." Yeah, that's exactly so what's happening. I so don't people, don't do seven, guys. Be aware of it. And and fasting is good once in a year for a mental cleanse. Yes, it's like that's, religious. That's the more thing that you get out of it. When I see people doing it's Ramadan and they're and they're, yes. they're fasting, I'm like, "Wow, you guys are amazing." I, I cut carbs out for two days before I was competing and I was crying my life out, right? So what I tell people is this. You want to lose 60 pounds? Make a nice breakfast omelet. Stuff it with spinach. Put some genie, some feta cheese, whatever it is. Have a quarter cup of nuts. Eat that every day for breakfast. So you have fuel, damn it. Yes. You're removing the, the carb, but you're still giving yourself protein, vegetable carbs, and fat. You see, fat is amazing because fat is digested slower than carbs and fat lasts longer so if i if i if you told someone you're going to run from here to rutherford and back what do you want to eat you want almonds or grapes they'd say grapes because it's quick energy yeah but the almonds will release energy slower and mostly when you're training so for people who are overweight heavy set that want to lose weight 
fats are your friend, bro. They're the best energy source because they don't spike blood sugar. And they'll give you a push when you need it. Yes. So when your your blood sugar is low, but you're giving yourself, I tell guys, two thumbs of fat in every meal. So I eat six times a day. You may eat three, four. Yeah. Two thumbs of fat. So it could be walnuts, cashews, Brazilian nuts, coconut, raw coconut's amazing. I get frozen coconut. I put in my shakes for breakfast. You can go with salmon, sardines, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds. All these things are amazing. The nuts, the seeds are all oh, good Greek for you. Greek olives, bro. Yeah. Have, uh, have, have an omelet with some, with some Greek olives and some vegetables. Have some tuna for breakfast with mayo and get celery sticks and, and use that as bread. And if you don't lose five pounds in a week, bro, I'll give you free training. No, because you will lose that weight. It's simple. What do you tell all the clients? Because, I mean, drinking. Yeah. We know for a fact that you're supposed to be drinking, what is it, a liter of water per 20 pounds or it, whatever it, it is? They, it goes by size of the yeah, person. Yeah, so size of the person. But the minute, like this right here is four liters. Yeah. So I'm almost done. And that's your day. That's my day. Yeah. Right? And usually if I train, I didn't train today, so today's a bad day. But when I train, I'll smash half of that by lunchtime. For people who don't drink enough water, the secret to overcoming that is stop buying small bullshit 500 milliliters of water. Get the big bottle. Carry a big ass bottle so you physically see what you're drinking. For big dudes like you, if I give you a bottle of water, you can smash that right yeah. away. Yeah. Now, if you don't have another one to replenish, you're okay. You'll just keep working. But if you have a big container. I got a little crate with four 1.5s. There you go. And so I just pull them out, pull them out, it. pull them out. And the, pe th the problem is when people feel thirsty, it's already too late, bro. Yeah. You're dehydrated. So it's even worse in the winter months because tradespeople do not drink in the winter months because they don't realize that they're actually dehydrated, but they right. are. So they, that water is, is huge, right? But well, I mean, they'll turn to sugary. Then you'll get pops. Let's talk about the Cokes oh, and the, all kinds of stuff. like, And then the Gatorades. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, sugar, I, sugar, I, sugar. I remember when the coffee truck would come. I'd buy beef patties. I love oh. patties, bro. Hit him up. Spicy. <laughs> Willie's jerk. Jane and Lawrence. Um, so when they would come up, I'm hitting chocolate milk, three patties, getting nuts. They're looking at me like a fool because I already have lasagna and rice and pasta in my container. Gatorade, coffee, donuts. Oh, God. Bro, come on. Man. Like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand you're eating shit. So when you look in the mirror, bro, your body's a representation of your diet. Gatorade's going to spike your blood sugar right off the hop. You're storing minimum the whole... If you drink a whole ball of Gatorade and you're 20 pounds overweight, you're three days in the negative. And what I mean by that is you got to train an hour and a half, two hours to burn that off. If you don't train that day with all the other shit you're eating, it's compounded. So now tomorrow, you got to burn 900, 1,000 calories. Well, guess what? You ate shit again and donuts and coffee and double-double. Keeps on compounding. The third day, you're 1,500 compounded. What's that financial math regarding Red Bull? Hmm. Red Bull. You get that, <laughs> th that, that thermogenic spike. Yeah. The ingredients they use, bro... I don't like as I don't like taking products that are some spiked. trades live by because that because they need that shock. Have an espresso, damn it. Yeah. Have a black coffee. Coffee's great for you. 
one coffee in the morning if you need, one at lunch, fine. But when you're smashing, give me a triple-triple. Well, that's the problem. Is coffee is great for you, but all that milk and all that sugar in cream, there, like, the cream, that's not good for you. The coffee is good for you. I was getting gas yesterday, and my kid said, I need a donut. I'm like, okay, I'll get you two Timbits. He goes, I want a big donut. You're getting two Timbits or nothing? So you can change the quantity of stuff. You can negotiate. The guy behind me wanted a triple, triple first thing in the morning with a cruller, an apple cruller. He was minimum 55 pounds overweight. So he's already starting his day in a negative. That's like what, 600, 700 calories right there? More, bro. A triple, More than triple automatically is like almost 350 calories oh, right wow. there. Wow. The donut's going to be another 500. Where are you going at 900 calories? But it's like you said earlier. It's like the cigarette. Instead of the cigarette, get a pencil. It's just their routine. They wake up. Rob Muchos. They wake up. When he tried to quit smoking, he used to drive when we were young. And I'm like, bro, what are you holding a pen for? He goes, I'm trying to quit smoking, bro. So it's the habit of holding something, inhaling. So find The same thing with the food. It's the same thing with the coffee. It's just like it's a routine. What I like about espresso with the Europeans is small shot. Yes, it's nice and strong, not as strong as the Canadian coffees because it's way, way, way less volume. They always have the ritual of a glass of water right after. Right after it. So you're replenishing your body versus a large coffee. Like, come on, bro. You really? Espresso, you get to taste it. And yeah. also about Europeans and also Asians, it's smaller portions of yeah. food. Yeah. Like, we know that this, this huge portion thing is an American thing and mm-hmm. also a Canadian thing. Mm-hmm. This is where it's, you come in, the plate's larger than my laptop here. And then you've got huge amounts of everything on that plate. You can't eat like and that. And a lot of big guys in trades think that they got to eat big to support their body. Yeah. Well, all you're doing is going backwards and being in the negative compound because of all the carbs you're eating. Again, I feel bad because the background of... A European tradesman is pasta, manja, yep. pan, yep. pizza, let's go. Yep. So the, the poor guy is married to someone who's used to pumping carbs all day. How's he going to change his wife who's 60 years old, 70, who's pumping out lasagna, penne every day? So what he does is say, you know what? It's okay. This is my life. It just They accept it. Versus saying, hold on a second, honey. The last time we had sex, I couldn't even feel you because my gut was in the way. <laughs> Let's try to do something. It's true, man. It's true. So when a lot of guys say that they're okay, bullshit. Let's go do a blood pressure reading, bro. And you'll know right off the bat. Right off the First hop. of all, everybody that's listening, you should be going to the doctor every single year. 100%. And they, or, they'll tell you the numbers. So you should be getting the blood work. You can get your blood pressure done at Shoppers. You can yep. buy a blood pressure. You can, pressure get it, you can buy your own machine on Amazon. I can and, take my finger right now and count. And you can figure it out. And you'll, and you'll be surprised. I guarantee you that you'll be surprised that you think you're healthy. You think you're because you can truck through that day. Yeah, and get the work day done. You truck through it. But the thing is, can you imagine if you were in better shape? Right. You can truck through that day, mm-hmm. go home and have time with your family, mm-hmm. go home and have fun with your friends. You just said it. Truck through that day. When I think of a truck smashing through a wall, it's strong. It's big. It doesn't care. So tradespeople figure, this is my job. I'm going to get it done. Sometimes I may not like it, whatever it is. I'm going to just gonna truck through it. All that stress and the cortisol production right in the midsection, because men store body in fat in the midsection. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's the worst place. Women store it where in the hips, hips and the bum, yeah. hips and glutes. And okay. they and they say uh, Dr. Um, Charles Paulquin, one of the coaches, rests in peace. He died, but 
he came up with this theory with hormonal segments of the body. So if a man has droopy boobs or has a lot of body fat, the tits, he's got low testosterone, high estrogen. Okay. Men that have really, really big stomachs, high cortisol production. Women that carry it in the, in the glutes and the waist, high carbohydrate intolerance. There are studies that prove when they take fat from certain areas of the body, it's higher hormonally. When guys say, oh, I'm okay, bro, you don't know what kind of a day to do what I go through, I get it, but you're just poisoning your body slowly. When you lose 10 pounds, 15, 20, Jeff's lost 45, bro. That's a decade of life expectancy. Because it's the same thing in the reverse, that if you let your body go, you're taking life away from your life expectancy. 100%. Especially if you got kids, man. Like, I, 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 I die for my kids. I knew from a young kid, I always wanted to be a father. When I used to walk down the stairs in Weston Collegiate, and before I'd go into my swim meets, I would say to myself, I can't wait to train my kids. And my buddy's like, bro, are you okay? You're like 14, 15 years old. You know, goes back to my background. You got to remember, we're on this planet, we're going to die one day. From 40 to 80, those are crucial years, man. Yeah. You want to be able to go jog with your kids, go skiing, snowboarding, ride a bike. You don't want them to look up to a father, a mother that doesn't give a shit. Because guess what? Your inability to take care of your shit is leaking to your kids. So now you've got little kids that are 12, 14, that are 40% body fat, and they're endomorphic or mesomorphic. And the parents have no clue about body types. They bring them here. My kid's got to lose weight. He was overweight. I go, sir, ma'am, you got to make sure we don't have that language here. It's not the child that needs to lose weight. We got to fix you and your husband's nutrition. Yeah. Oh, no, no, we're okay. Well, come on, bro. You're not. You're not okay. You're just denying yourself. You're denying it. You're 40, 50 pounds overweight. The kid doesn't know how to get Twinkies. You bought the fucking Twinkies. They got to embrace the demon, like you said. Yeah. They got to totally... Under I want to talk about injuries. Because injuries at any given doesn't matter what career it is but i mean in the trades we yeah. get a lot of injuries here good thing you said that i like how you're setting up these questions because people are really going to take something away from this here's my rule you live in canada we have the ohip system we don't pay for health care we got to wait a little bit longer you need to wait three weeks for an mri you go in the states you pay whatever get it faster the minute you have pain somewhere go to your doctor and say can i get an ultrasound or an x-ray so many people, bro, especially the trades, because it's a different demon. Trades people, I got a big job. Dig this hole, build this wall, do this. Buddy, the guy will get it done in the, in the rain in the pour. You ask someone who's in an office job to go do some woodwork, they're done, bro. Their hands got to be clean. So they think that pain is okay. I'm going to get over it. Go to your doctor, anyone listening. I'd like to get an ultrasound and an x-ray. Why? I have a lot of pain. It's hurting me. Well, why don't you take some time off or take some Advil? No, I'd like an ultrasound because it's hurting me a lot. It's affecting my work. That doctor now can't be an asshole. They got to make sure that they give you requisition. If not, you can complain because they're lazy. They don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. They just want to tell you to go home and relax. They want to give you a script and go home. You go get an ultrasound down because you need diagnostic imaging. You don't build a home without blueprint. Yeah. You can't do a reno without paperwork, bro. Yeah. So how the hell are you going to fix your body or your wrist or your back you without knowing? You want to see it. Yeah. So you get an ultrasound, x-ray. Ultrasound's going to rule out tissue, 
or tendon or muscle damage. X-ray, bones. If it's still bugging you, the next step is an MRI. Push the doctors. They have a quota. They can't give as many MRIs per month. So they make you wait. If it's bugging you, get that diagnostic. See what it is. Why? Because I got my diagnostics and I'm a gym owner and it said my tear on the lateral epicondyle tendon was 9 by 10 millimeters. I said, no problem. Three weeks later, doc, I need another ultrasound. Well, Dimitri, have you tried this? I'm like, opa, y'all good? Sorry, man, the chair just broke. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> we can get you another one. I'm good like that. So, so what happens is if you get the diagnostic, and I kept seeing that the ultrasound wasn't getting smaller, yeah. you know there's a problem, now you can go fix it. Now you can get a trainer, a doctor, a physiotherapist. Whenever there's a problem, go get it checked out, find out what it needs, take the action. If you don't, that's just going to compound and compound. And, and don't worse. accept, like in Canada, don't accept the doctor just giving you a script. Go to another doctor. Yeah. 100%. And I, okay, I want to also talk about, okay, I know that when I was younger, I had uh, plantar fasciitis, whatever. Plantar fasciitis. <sighs> Man, yeah. like when I was first introduced that. So for anybody who has painful, some weird. Right? It's painful. It's painful. But so it's it's a weird pain in, what is it, in your your, in foot, your foot? The bottom of your foot. Bottom of your it's foot. To, to the point where you, where you can't even walk. Right. Right, and I remember going to the doctor for the very first time, and I'm bringing it up, and he told me all about it, and then he gave me, well, here's the options that you can do. Some bullshit exercises. Yeah, yeah. So he told me some bullshit exercises and all this other shit. Then he says, well, if the exercises don't work, then we can give you a shot of cortisone, oh, steroids. Oh, worse. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not gonna do that. And then ultimately, if you can't get rid of the pain, then it's surgery at that point. And I'm like, surgery? You got to be kidding me. So then they wanted to put me into the boot yeah. that I have to sleep in. Sure. Do you know how I got rid of that? By well, using a lacrosse ball, massage tissue. When I was a kid, and you know, whatever, I divulge all kinds of stuff on this podcast. When I was a kid, I saw Jaws, right? So I was like tormented, like I was like scarred by Jaws, right? My you daughter understand. still hates sharks. <laughs> so it's like sharks, I don't like sharks, right? So when I would sleep as a kid, I never had any limbs past the bed line. Never. I just Say that again. You never I, had? I never stick out a limb from ah, the bed because he may bite you. Because the sharks might bite. This That's is a kid. Right. This is Manny the kid, right? That's it. But when it came to this plantar whatever it is, fasciitis, all I did was I put my foot out and I let my foot uh, uh, downward out past the bed. Right. And I did that night after night after night. And in a few weeks, it was gone. On its own. It was Meanwhile, gone. They wanted to stick needles. And they wanted to stick needles this. and cut me open. And, and and I've never had it since. Sure. Whoever's listening now has got high blood pressure. Go to your doctor. What's he going to say to you? Take this pill. Yeah, he's going to give you a, some of sort office. of pill from a big pharma company. That's going to solve your problem. But that's not... Okay, we bro. know it's a fact that you can get rid of or you can prevent or you can even reverse diabetes. 100%. 100%. Type 2, yes, not type 1. No, no, no. Yeah, type 2 for sure because of your eating and your diet and your exercise, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of things that you can do to prevent. And also, let's talk about the gentleman out there. Testosterone. As oh, you get older. Dude, this is where I get guys. Let's talk about right this. At the spine. Yeah. When they're sitting here in front of me, they want help, but they have an ego that's too big to say, well, let me, I need a trainer. Yeah. It's always, well, I know what to do. I just want to buy a membership. I want to come on my own. What are you going to do on your own? Testosterone naturally declines from 35, 40 and up. Yeah. Naturally. Now, it can still decline 
from when you're younger because you're not using your body. You're not training your legs. That's why bodybuilders always say legs first, upper body second. Yeah. People forget that poor diet also lowers testosterone, no activity, no training, cardiovascular, all that's tied together. Your testosterone drops, your breasts enlarge. You start getting more estrogen buildup in the nipple gland. Just like when boys go through puberty, they got pointy tits, then when they're done, it goes back down. Bodybuilders do a lot of testosterone, then they come off the cycle, gynecomastia. Same thing with a female. Hormones drop down, menopause kicks in, andropause is the male version of menopause. Okay. 40 and up. And I tell guys, if you're not training right now and you're in your 40s and you want to be the guy that goes home and you make love to your wife, you're not making love, bro. You're barely making love. Yeah. Training, clean diet can help that out as well. It's important. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, and, and you're right. Like, I, I just want to let everybody, all the guys in the industry that are here, these are potential dick problems. That's all it is, man. Yeah. And you can avoid these problems by basically just eating healthier and working training out, your legs training your legs there's a if anyone goes to my facebook page it's dimitri jenkulis i put a video today it's like a three minute video and it goes through comparisons of death over the world and it shows it's such a cool video it shows how people die and the most methods so the first one is like a wolf five percent then it's a deer then it's shark then it's car accidents then it goes into like stress, depression. And then the last video keeps going. It goes alcohol. Then it has um, uh, suicide. Guess what the last one is? What is Cardiovascular it? disease, bro. Yeah. The biggest killer on the globe. Forget gunshots, drugs, whatever. Heart. It's, it's your heart, bro. Your heart. Your heart beats when you're a zygote. A zygote is a three-week sperm and egg put together. That's it. When you're three weeks old in your, in your wife's womb... You have a beat. Yeah. When you have a heart attack, that means that from this size... And I'm, guys, if you're not looking here, put your fingers together. You're holding together. your finger and your thumb together. That's it. And you got and not, even, not even a millimeter of yeah. a little square. Yeah. That's got a fucking heartbeat. When you have a heart attack, that means that you've let yourself get to a point... And I'm talking about the heart attacks from cardiovascular disease, not from hereditary family. That's and again, different. And that also stems from having overweight family members. It's in your, yeah. But when your heart stops beating, bro, it's telling you there's so much cloggage in there. You have clogged arteries with so much guck that a piece of plaque broke off, was swimming in your bloodstream, went to the brain, stopped some blood there, boom, stroke. That's how it happens. Yeah. Blood... Yeah. You know, you have high blood pressure. Why? Well, the guy's 40 pounds overweight. He's not eating all day. He's smashing carbs, smashing alcohol. He goes home every night. He smashes three beers. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. And then he's, he's wondering why he's got high blood pressure and he's stressed out. So what ends up happening is your heart's beating so many times that it's overworking. Check this out. You're if pulling out the calculator. Calculator, now. baby. So, guys, if you're listening, write down this number, 70. Okay. 70 is the average beats for a male, 72 for a female. Resting heart rate. When I do blood pressure assessments with people that walk in, I look and see where they're at. I usually get blood pressure 130 over 90. Average is 120 over 80. I don't care about that. I care about the resting heart rate because I had someone come in at 83 beats per minute. Resting. I go, wow. I go, we got to work on that. He goes, I feel fine. I go, okay, hold on a second. 
83 minus 70 equals 13. So there's 13 extra beats per minute. How many minutes in an hour? 60. How many hours in a day? 24. You know what that number is, guys? Ready? Drum roll. 18,720 extra bloody beats a day. Now you're telling me that's that stress that's on effect. your heart. Yeah, bro. Your heart is pumping like an engine and revving high, and you're not even working out, bro. So that means your heart is overworking. So that's why you're stressed out. That's why you're fatigued. Forget all the other shit, which is compounding. You're going to die fast. If anyone listening right now is, is going to do the resting heart rate, take your two fingers, put it on your wrist, get a stopwatch, and time 15 seconds. Your first count is zero. So you're going to go 15 seconds. You're going to look at your clock. You're going to count. Okay, I got 20. Well, that's 15 seconds. You go 20 times four. That's 80 beats a minute. If you're above 80, if you're listening and you're at 90, 95, we have people coming in at 98. Resting. Yeah, bro. And they're not big overweight people. You know which guys those are? The office guys, the stock guys, the doctors, the engineers. Why are they so stressed? Because they're mental stress, the accountants. They're not doing physical stress. They got staff, employees, quotas, shit to get done on a different level. But we have the same thing in construction. But it's, it's hold on a second. The guys who are working, physical labor, they go home. Okay, I'm relaxing. If you're an, if you're an employee, you're not the business owner that's yeah, in stress, yeah. you go home, I've done my job. Yeah. I clock in, I clock out. Great. We need everyone to do that. But then the guy who's doing the office job who clocks in and clocks out, who's sitting down all day, the trades guy's moving, getting in the truck, picking up a barrel, carrying wire, hammering, sweating. The other guy's sitting in a desk, hunched over all day stressing his heart's beating high he's doing shit there's no better person just because you're in an office and you wear a suit and tied on me shit if anything you're dying a slow death where you're losing muscle you're stressed out your heart's overworking and you're out of shape bro dimitri for the all the years that i've gone to doctors annually to go and get my blood work and my blood pressure everything this is the first time that anybody's ever spoken really? to me about the extra beats. It's the first thing I tell people. I've never heard of a medical professional There's eight, 80, ever beats tell me you're basically producing 18,000 extra beats and per more day. stress per day per on day. your heart. Imagine. Times how many years you're living yeah. to get to that and, point. And that's how the walls of your heart get thin, bro. That pressure is pumping, pumping. Like when I train and I wear my heart rate monitor, I get to 90, 95%, but that's a good stress because I'm making my muscles, I'm squatting, I'm lifting, I'm skipping rope. This is somebody sitting down, bro. He's revving at I six have lots years. of office friends, man. All I've seen them do over the years, last 25, 20 years or so, 25 years, their stomach just gets closer and closer to the desk, yeah. but the chair doesn't move. Right. That's cortisol <laughs> productions. It's bad habits. It's food. There's no right or wrong guy. So if someone's listening and they're in the trades and like, shit, I wish I had an industry where I wore a suit and tie. Bro, it's not any better anywhere. No, it's not. It's because on that side, they don't eat. They go to these big lunches, all these corporate meetings. They eat like shit. They don't move. They're sitting all day. Bro, sitting all day cuts off circulation to your feet. You're supposed You're to get out of that chair and right. do some stretching. So do at least walk the trades around. guys, I love it. They're picking up shit. They're carrying. They're walking. They're going upstairs. They're holding drywall. 
So hats off to you guys. You're still doing movement. The only problem is it's not functional movement. If you're, and then the compound problems with the food. Yes. Because again, there's that stigma. There's the, I'm going to eat this because my family's been eating for years. I have three paninos. There's cheese and tomato. Yeah, but your uncle died at this age and your you other it. uncle died at this age you and your it. grandfather died at this age. You got it. So that it's it's a compound. Right now, the life expectancy of a North American male is what, 82, 83? And average? Yeah, average. And again, 40, 50, I think it was 100 years ago, the life expectancy was like 30 or 40 years yeah. old. Women are about three, four years more than yes, men. Because yeah. men are crazy. But <laughs> even though the life expectancy is getting longer, it's not because we're healthier, bro. No. You're giving us more drugs and medication that's, to cause it. You're basically, calm it. yeah, that's all you do. you're preventing it. If anyone listening right now wants a, a test, Forget even, if you don't got money for a trainer, you can't join a gym, no problem. This little assignment that I just showed you, whatever your resting heart rate is, minus 70, whatever that number is, times it by 60, because 60 minutes in an hour, times, times by 24. 24. If you look this month and you're at 18,720, you do this in two weeks and you're at 18,000. The next three weeks, you're at 15,000. Bro, that's, that's results. The most important muscle in your body, your heart, is not beating as fast. That's why... The best athlete is the athlete that can train cross trainers. CrossFit athletes are the best in the world. And a lot of people hate on them because their methodology is all about Olympic lifting, high. They kill their bodies, but they mix metabolic conditioning, calisthenics, and resistance training in one shot. You get an athlete that goes hard, 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 and then he sits down, heart rate drops. The engine, like a Tesla, you take your foot off the gas, it slows down. Someone who's overweight, stressed out, buddy, they're pumping high beats and I'm doing nothing. So hammering that nail, picking up shit, climbing, that increases more, there's your heart attack. Is that the theory behind the whole win, uh, win off, whatever, the ice, the ice man? Taking cold showers and sitting oh, in Wim ice. Oh, is amazing. Yeah, so he's, he, he's reducing your heart rate. Right, but he does it by breathing. And I've tried it for about a month. It's yeah. tough, bro. It's hard. It looks really, really you, hard. It's like it's like a four-second, seven-second inhale, five-second hold, five-second exhale. Again, if trades people could wake up. And what I love about them, they're up at three, four, five. They're working when the world is sleeping. Yeah. It's not like we're sleeping. Yeah, we're actually hard up. Working. We're active. So if they could wake up 20 minutes earlier, sit down, put their fucking phone away, and they can just practice breathing slowly. Picture their day. How do I want to see my life? How do I want to be a father to my kids, my role model? Can I lose the weight? What would my body look like lighter, leaner? That breathing technique along with visualization will set their day to be positive, yep. right? So it's important. It actually but works. It does work and it'll, and it'll move you forward. 100%. It won't move you backwards, man. And if you think of that Win Hop guy, if anyone doesn't know him, this guy climbs mountains in a, in, in shorts. In shorts. And like shirtless sometimes. I know. And then he just hangs out like there. it's like minus 20 degrees. Yeah. I tried for a little while to do the cold showers. And it was hard. It's, it's hard. It's tough, man. Oh, I know Greek, he talks bro. about we how like you... Hot, we like the hot water. Like... <laughs> I'm from an island in Greece where it's beautiful. It's just water. The ocean itself crystal. is hotter than bath water, That's man. It. But again, <laughs> another trick for people that have a tough time waking up or they snooze, put your phone, your alarm clock 15 feet away from you. So when yep. you hear it, you got to get Never by your bedside. Yep. Right. 
because you just snooze it. That's all. Well, the thing is, I also Apple has that feature now where they you can actually uh, s- shut down your phone, so any incoming calls, any incoming, they're all dismissed. You oh, pick perfect. the you pick the time you want to go to sleep. You pick the time you want to wake up. Love it. So basically, I'm not notified by anything. That's the best. Way. And then once I wake up, then I'm notified at that point. And what blows my mind is this: you got guys. I'm I'm nobody special. I'm just a guy who loves fitness and. I want to die by the sword. Mm. I want to die knowing that I've tried my best to be my best and make people their best. Mm. But when there's so much bloody stats out there that are showing you blood pressure, kidney disease, like, you know, so high sodium diets, you have high blood pressure. So imagine the guy who's got this high blood, pre- high blood pressure eats salty food. It's tripling that. There's so much information out there, yet they don't take action. That's right. Tell them pull out your bloody credit card, go hire someone like me or my team, let us take you by the hand, pull you in here, help you get accountable, and then when you get the results, you're gonna look at that payment and say, you know what, I love that payment. I've been paying for gym insurance for 15 years, bro. I've never had a claim. Three, 400 bucks a month, times it by this period, I hate that payment. Because no one's ever, unless someone gets injured, Nothing breaks, we fix everything else, but I gotta pay that insurance. Yeah. So we pay car insurance, life insurance. All uh, kinds. All kinds of insurance. We never use it. And a lot of us don't wanna spend money on our body. If people have chiropractic coverage, physiotherapy coverage, naturopathic coverage, and they're in our community, we can help them utilize that for active exercise therapy to get them some help to fix their bodies on the floor. If you don't have that, tell yourself, I'm gonna put myself in debt, thousand, five hundred, whatever it is. But if that payment gets you results in health, if I can knock off eighteen thousand beats in a, in a day for that's you, that's a big deal, bro. That's, that's that's like big priceless. We're getting close to wrapping it up, but I yeah. want to actually just talk about. I'm just assuming, but you let me know, Dimitri. Are kids getting worse? Yes. So they're not as active as the kids before the, the, this generation. It's it's not even. First of all, the physical component is one one anchor that's just sinking. Boom. Kids today are not physically active. Just like the stigma for the trades people where I feel for them because of the environment they're in. What are you going to say to the kids, bro? My son's eight. When he was born, he had a device that's got all the stuff. What are you going to say to them? It's the bloody parents that don't fix the shit for the kids. They're already in a hole because they're not active. Secondly, they're in a deeper hole mentally because of this bloody social media where little girls and boys and even guys my age, bro. Cyberbullying. Cyberbullying, imposter syndrome, yeah. comparison syndrome. I go through social media and I look at all these buff dudes in their 20s and 30s. No house, no kids, no mortgage, no big job. They're working out. And I start thinking, oh, bro, I'm 43, man. Like, you know what? I look good, but... This guy's bigger than me, stronger. And I start comparing myself. Then you sit there and you see people with lavish homes. and So that is destroying the kids. Which we all know is mostly filters. Filters. This fake is time. not it's fake. truth. It's fake. Yes. So you have one anchor of death, let's call it, is lack of activity. Second one is social media and the mindset. The third one is poor parenting, bro. We're getting to a point where... We're making more money. We're more successful than our parents. There's way more opportunity. People have computers. They have side hustles. Guys in the trade are doing side hustles or they're doing another job. So everyone's got a side hustle, whatever you're doing. 
and they're too busy to say, you know what? Have I taken my son jogging yet? Have I sat down with the guy to see what he's doing for homework? Throw a ball, catch, play some hoops. Yesterday, my kid tried to sell my wife really quickly on not doing homework. He's eight years old, natural <laughs> born salesman. I come home at night, I'm tired, I'm burnt. Did you do your homework? No. I go, okay, give me your paperwork. What are you going to do with it? I'm telling your teacher, you didn't do your homework, I'm going to get you in shit. He's crying, crying, crying. I go, you want to pay the punishment? He said, what? 25 push ups. My wife's like, come on, for real? 25 push ups. No, 30. No, go to your bed. I don't give a shit. You're not going to eat. Crying for an hour and a half. I threw his chucho when he was a baby at him. I said, here's your chucho because you're a baby. 30 push-ups or no homework. My wife came, come on. You know, women love their kids. Of course. 30 push-ups or go to bed hungry. He did his 30 push-ups. I recorded on my phone because I kept that for a reminder. And then I said, here's your binder. You're a good man. I'm going to shake your hand. That's your punishment. You can't get off in life and then have your cake and eat it too. So parents are afraid to discipline their kids. Oh, come their on. kids are walking all over them. We're both old enough to, to understand like you know? we would get a beat yeah, now and then. My forearms have yes. bruises from yeah. my mom. Yes. And I thank her now. And for, if you ever broke the wooden spoon, right. she would even hit you harder with the something metal else. One, right? <laughs> That's how it so was. I, I I think that parents are are failing their kids because they're too busy, they're too preoccupied. They're stuck with social media. But they think that society and tech has decided to raise their child. Yeah. And, and they a, found a it as of, an easy way to raise their child. And again, a lot of times parents, if they're not physically fit or active, how are you going to show it, your It trickles kid? down. And well, it's, it's true. It's, it's the same. It's compound. Yeah. It's interest. This debt is going to be paid later on. It will be. Because my mom's an example. She's 73. I posted her on Instagram yesterday. She comes in here, trains no main issues. I've been forcing her to work out since I was 18 years old. She cooks like a bodybuilder, bro. Broccoli in bulk, chicken in bulk, eggs, tuna in bulk. She lives by herself. Yeah. She eats clean. So if you don't have these habits as anchors in your lifestyle, you'll pay the price later on. It's exactly what's going to happen. And everyone needs to understand that. But I feel as of today, what do we have today? August, August, October 7th. October 7th. Everyone listening today just got an injection of motivation. Yeah. They got tools and nuggets that no one else is giving them, not even their employer who's paying the paycheck. You're a stranger doing a podcast seeking to find ways to help them because you're a genius. You want to give back. You want to have a legacy of your own. So whoever's listening, you can watch this again, listen to it again. There's so many little things you can do to take action. The step in the secret is take one step forward. Don't worry about, I got to lose 40 pounds, 50 pounds, one step forward every day. And that's going to build momentum. So when people come and say, I want to lose 50 pounds. No, you don't. Why? No, you don't. I want to do small habits. I want to start walking every day, eating healthier and measuring myself every week and cutting down my alcohol. If you can achieve those little habits, the big ones are easy. What's that saying? They say that when you climb in a mountain, you never look at the peak. Yeah, you look man. at the footstep, the step in front of you. Yeah. And before you know it, you're at the peak. And I, is my picture here? I did, yeah, right there. 10,000 feet, baby. Nice. What was that? That was in Banff, Mount Rundle. It took us like, I think it was 12 hours to climb it, seven to come back down. The first year we tried it, me and my buddy Taylor back in the days, we went unprepared. We'd have enough food. We ran out of food. It started getting tired. And we had like pitchforks, axe, be um, beacons, rope. <laughs> Second year we went, we had 40 pounds of food and water on us. 
and we zigzagged up the mountain. Because to climb a mountain, you got to zigzag. Yeah, can't you go can't straight go straight up. up. I know. It took us almost a day. I did it because he put me up to the bat. I'm a bodybuilder. I'm a fit guy. I didn't know how mentally fit you got to be. That's why. That's part of the reason for the fasting. Yeah. I got into it because it was a mental discipline. So I thought to myself, okay, if I can do this for seven days. That's hard. I bro. could focus and I could tell myself. So if I could do that, then I can do anything That's else. It's hard. I'd rather do cold calls all day long <laughs> than to do fasting. It's hard, man. It's, it's hard. hard. It was hard one year when I did it four times. Basically, and I didn't eat one month of the whole year. And the client that I told you about who did that, he melted a shitload of fat. He taught me so much because he was my guinea pig. And he was he was logging. He has an app that tells you when you're fasting after 24 hours, this enzyme is working after three days. So he was showing me his results. And he slowly broke the fast. He's kept off, I think, 30, 40 pounds. Now he's training. He's healthy and fit. But you don't got to do a full major fast like no, that. No. The first fast is, I'm going to stop eating chocolate this week. That's how you do it. The second fast is, I'm going to stop drinking alcohol this week. Yeah. You build little habits. If you go all out, bro, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. You won't achieve it. And you'll be discouraged and you won't try it again. Failure brings that mental talk. You go back. And it's all, it all starts with you, man. Yeah. Dimitri, man, this has been amazing, honestly. My it's, pleasure. I mean, bro. I'm like, I've I just been listening, just talking, and I totally understand what you've been saying. And, and I get this because I'm older. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to get it into the 20 year olds. The 20 year olds think they're super men and women. It's a different era. That's and, what it is. And they feel sometimes super that they can get away with stuff. You know, party on the weekends, don't sleep, eat shit, drugs, whatever it is. Back to work's Monday morning. Brujata, you're burnt. But it's really ironic that they all talk about, I want to be hugely successful so I can buy my dream car and I'm always going to put super premium gasoline in that car. But you haven't taken but fish oil in your life. Yeah, but your body, you're going to put Uber Eats crap and anything else. Right. I don't understand why you would... <laughs> it's it's a it's a pain thing. It's yeah. painful yeah. when instead of going out with your boys and chilling or playing cards... To sit at home and barbecue on a Sunday night and make all this extra food, it's boring. It's like, who wants to do that? But then during the day, when I open up my container and I got calamari, I got yams, food. everything's, I got I'm ready to go. Yeah. Versus the other guy who's starving. For anybody listening, when you feel that you haven't eaten in three, four, five hours, your breath is getting really bad, your stomach is gargling, and you know that your diet is shit, you're burning muscle. You're in a catabolic state. That's not a good place to be. Eating small meals every three to four hours is the way to go. Grazing. A protein, a vegetable, and a fat. Those three macronutrients can be eaten every three hours for the rest of your life. The only ingredient that's the Lego is your carb. Dump your carb at lunch. Have a little bit after the workout. At nighttime, reduce them. Have more fruits and veggies. If you want something chocolatey, buy dark chocolate-covered almonds, cashews, Throw it on your salad. The darker the chocolate, the better, actually. Better, actually. You got yeah. it. You know what? You should actually... I would love for you to, to, to develop a, a protein powder drink. Nice. For trades. Oh, that'd be great. It's my next dude. That's I'm telling you thing. right now. And, and do it, and I'll push it. I'll totally but push it. But trades should be... Tr- every day, like... A protein shake. a shake yeah. a day. It's it like, makes a lot of sense. In between your breakfast and lunch... Get rid of one coffee. Smash yeah. a shake. Yeah, totally, man. Your Three coffees means you're... Four and a half cups dehydrated. A protein shake will give you that push. Replenishment. To take care of that pore, to take care of that wall, to take care of everything, man. 
Because if they're doing hard work outdoors in the shitty weather, bro, hats off to the tradespeople. Like, I give it to you. I'm working indoors, running shoes, gym gear. I'm telling people what to do. Trades will be like, look at this guy. He's got no job. Now, my <laughs> job is challenging because I'm trying to make someone, a human, sculpt fat off their body that's taking 20 years to build. I see them three times a week. And then when they're home, they're binging on shit. You don't know what they're doing right. when you're not so seeing. So my job is hard. It's Coaches hard. have a hard job. It is, man. We're trying to change your lifestyle and your psychology. We're not trainers. We're shrinks. We all have hard jobs. Someone in the trade, someone who's a doctor, someone who's a bus driver, someone who's like doing whatever job. We all have challenges. When your health is suffering because of your lifestyle and your habits, you got to smarten up and change it up. Totally got to smarten it up. Pure motivation and fitness. Um, if someone so is stuck and needs help, reach out to him, man. You'll talk to, to anybody. 100%. You talk to anybody. So the website is www.puremotivationfitness.com. Email is Dimitri at puremotivationfitness.com. Your Instagram is pure underscore motivation underscore fitness. And then your own personal one is at Dimitri Jinkoulis, uh, right? Yeah, man. Follow us. YouTube you'll, channel. You'll, also you'll follow him there. You. I got one last segment so we, we can wrap this up because it's been a nice two and a half hour conversation. Love it, bro. <laughs> Love it. You ready for the 12 questions here? Oh, shit. Oh, I'm curious this. about what your answers are going to be, okay. man. What's okay. my favorite Marvel character? No, no, no. What is your favorite construction word? Bruxata. <laughs> what is your least favorite construction word? Accurate. What turns you on in construction? Seeing the completed work, man. What you guys do is beautiful. Like, literally, you take a shitty home, you make it look miraculous. What turns you off in construction? Shitty trades, uh, like the mentality that... Don't care. Is, yeah, don't care. Just drink. Don't worry. Look at this guy. Smoke. Fuma. It's not good. What is your favorite curse word? That I say? My kids are going to be listening here. <laughs> It's so the get, F word. It's the F word. Yeah. Okay, there we go. That's all we need. What is your favorite vehicle? Could be anything. Maserati, baby. Maserati? Yeah, Forza Italia. Ah, there we go. Uh, what is your least favorite vehicle? I don't like all these electric, like Tesla I love, but all these small little electric little cars. I'm not into that. I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. No, but I'm man, I want to feel that torque, baby. Yeah, we're I love enough. Elon Musk. I think he's going to take us to Mars it's and back. Great, but wonderful, and I'd love to be wealthy enough to get onto that yeah, ship and bro. go to Mars and check it out for myself. But the thing is, no, I, I still want to. I'll be working out in space. <laughs> <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you love? Mm, what do I love? I would say the drill, baby. I love you. <laughs> I love it. What construction sound or noise do you hate? When they wake me up in the morning doing shit in the backyard. <laughs> as soon as we All wait for that neighbors. 7 o'clock to the start. Break, like, zzz, when they're cutting the concrete the quick on the side, Sunday mornings. There we go. The quick oh cut, man. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I'd like to just retire being a guest speaker. I want to talk to the world. I want to speak to hundred thousands of people, pump them up and make them go home saying, I'm going to train. I'm going to do that. It's similar to what I do, but it's using your mouth and your mind to control people's actions. What profession would you not like to do? I think stocks, man. I see stock guys. They're always looking at, like, I know you make a lot of money, but I can't be sitting glued to screens all day. That's not me, man. I need to get up and walk around. Give me someone a high five. Let's go. Round. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I want him to say, Dimitri... You did a great job motivating, educating, and empowering people. Those are my three lines, bro. Nice, We man. all need that. 
Thank you very much, Dimitri. Yeah, really bro. appreciate this. Thank you so much, great. brother, to meet you and talk to you. And, and I think inadvertently, Jeff from GL is the one that kind of connected us. Yeah. And it's good that I'm glad that he did. And he's going to enjoy this show. And once again, everybody, www.puremotivationfitness.com. Dimitri at puremotivationfitness.com. Pure underscore motivation underscore fitness. And Dimitri at uh, Jean Lucas. Jean Jankulas. Jankulas. And his YouTube channel. Check out the, because you got interesting yeah, videos, YouTube man. YouTube videos are crazy, man. Under the same name, Pure Motivation fitness man check those out everybody learn i'm gonna leave everybody with the last note do it attitude is everything happiness is a decision so we need to make that choice today and take action the most successful business owners in the world entrepreneurs what do they all say make quick decisions and move on you're scared you're not sure what to do join a gym hire a trainer eat healthy do it and then move on if you don't like the results you'll you'll learn from it but make quick decisions in life and move on. When you sit and dwell, you talk to that demon in your head. The negative. And he'll always win. Yeah, the negative. He'll always win. And he'll always convince you to get out of it. Yeah, man. And here's my last line. Push-ups are free, but the <laughs> world ain't doing them. Right? Push-ups are free, baby. They are. No one's doing them. They are. Jogging I, is free. When no I was younger and even recently, I still do it. I wake up in the morning and I I, I push up my age. Yeah, bro. I just hate I that I keep that. getting I older. I push Every up year. my age, man. That's all it is. It. They're free and nobody's <laughs> doing them. But they're smashing the grappas at the stags, right? Anyways, the, all Let's the get out of here, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Dimitri. Love We're gone. It. You got it, guys. Peace out.